perfect French counting. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, me too. I have Let Me Be Your Wings from Stumbelina stuck in my head. It's better than what I had stuck in my head yesterday. What you had stuck in your head yesterday? Uh, there's this this country singer. He he's an ex like hard like like super like hardcore metal guy. Ah. His name is Tim Barry. Ah. He has this song about this guy. Like the refrain of it is uh, one quick minute got me uh, 28 long years. Mm-hmm. It's about him killing the guy that uh, raped and beat his sister. Whoa. Damn. That's hardcore. Yeah. That's some bastard out of North Carolina well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's another song by Harvey Danger called uh, Sad Sweetheart of the Radio. Uh-huh. So I had both of those songs combined, and it's just like one quick minute got me the sad sweetheart of the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> and they go together really fucking well. Nice. Oh, nice. You know yeah. what I always thought would be a surprisingly good mashup? What's that? What's on my, or Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Yeah. And Dearest by Billie Holiday. That would work. Or mm. Billy, um. Billy Idol? No. Billy West? Wait. Billy, Billy Pilgrim? Joe Armstrong? Definitely not Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> Billy Pilgrim? Damn it, this is going to bug me. I'm looking this up. Billy. Talk amongst yourselves. Because um, uh, it'd go, dearest, though you're the nearest. Can't sing anymore. You're right, I can't. Yeah, if it's like more than three seconds into the song, please stop. Yeah. Somebody make a mashup between Dearest by Buddy Holly. Oh. There we go. And Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Send it to me. My birthday is coming up, so... Your birthday is coming up several you. months after the And it will be a beautifully belated birthday present yeah. to get that. There so you. thank you very much, kind yeah. sir or ma'am. Well, I was really big into like a 16-bit or 32-bit uh, reimaginings of songs. And the one for Where Is My Mind is fucking fantastic. Really? Yeah. I like Where Is My Mind. It's definitely the most popular of the Pixie songs. Yeah. Um, you know why that is, right? Because of Fight Club. Because of Fight Club. Yeah. But it's not, it's still a really good song. It's a really good song for a really fucking good scene. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I got to be honest with you guys. That's I it. don't really like the Pixies that much. Fair you know enough. You, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. People are entitled to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually saw a documentary about the Pixies once, and yeah. I was like, these fucking assholes. Yeah they're, yeah, they're shitty. Like, I can listen to a musician, even if they're dicks. Not like, you know, murderers, but yeah. like... I don't know, man. I can't. Depending on the murder. Yeah. Um, no, it's not even murder that I'm talking about. Oh, if they're just like, they cut you off in line? Not... Yeah, if they if I knew them personally, I probably wouldn't want to listen to them for that reasons, but I don't like Axl Rose, and I don't listen to Guns N' Roses because of how much I don't like Axl Rose. There you go. Yeah. I actually did kind of stop listening to Guns N' Roses after I found out how much of an asshole he was. Yeah! I stopped listening to a podcast called Sword and Scale, which mm. I'm a huge true crime fan. Yeah. I think I've talked about that on the podcast before. Maybe. But I stopped listening to Sword and Scale because the host of that podcast is a huge dick. Mm. And he hasn't done anything, at least to my knowledge, hasn't done anything like super bad. Mm. He's just kind of a dick. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But I feel like the disconnect for me, like, I'll still, like, watch an ag- movie and actors in, even though he might be, like, mean to his fans or whatever. Yeah. Is because 
that actor is playing somebody mm. or that like I can disconnect the song, the narrator of the song from the person mm. who's yeah. singing it. When it's a podcast or a radio show, you yeah. kind of feel a more, there's actually a word for feeling a, a, a connection to someone. It's like a one way interpersonal connection where you interact with that person without them and knowing that you interact with them. Sleepless in Seattle. It's uh <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the name of it. But it's um it's like one of the reasons that old people watch the news all the time and stuff like that uh, because they they get that familiar face every day yeah right. that but, kind it, of but thing. with a with the podcast or the news because they are playing themselves even if they are playing a character on the podcast you feel like you know them yeah oh yeah, yeah absolutely which is so weird and that's also why let's players have gotten so big on YouTube yeah is because people get like a personal connection with the the let's players because a lot of times they'll talk about their own personal stuff yeah while I, feel, playing a game. I feel like i could meet one of my like somebody who i listen to a podcast of and be really good friends with them oh yeah which is a little creepy but yeah. and maybe p- people listening to this can be really good friends with us <gasps> we want more friends yeah i'm tired of seeing you guys every day well i don't want more friends i have enough friends oh delete some of your old friends and get new ones travis all right hang on let me access my database. <laughs> Make some click of clicks in the tip of the tip. All right, yeah. deleted two hundred friends. Yay! There you go. <laughs> Wait, not us, right? Oh, sorry. Ah! <laughs> Who are you again? What? What's happening? <laughs> Where <laughs> am I? Why are we here? Ben just organically deletes people, yeah. which is murder. And we've talked about this, and it's wrong. That's that's way better than I was like. Oh yeah, heroin, but no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. I hear they're putting a lot of GMOs in heroin this, these days. And I, yeah. it's like, if you can't get farm fresh organic heroin, like, what's the point? Uh, oh, oh like, God. locally sourced heroin, <laughs> which is a bitch. Ethically, locally sourced. Like, I don't want to hear you're taking advantage of, yeah. you know, some 12-year-old in Somalia. Like Jesus. <laughs> in case you're wondering, like, who is the worst person, I think I just acted them out. There you go. I do that very often. It's fine. Some people might call it a personality. I call it having a good time. Yeah. Ari does like to play a lot of really questionable characters. <laughs> I went up on stage once and I called, I like insulted somebody in the audience immediately. And I was like, oh yeah, playing a new character where I get to be myself. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that show. That yeah, was a, that was a good show. That was a good show. That was a good set. <laughs> yeah, that was solid. <laughs> Playing a new character where I get to be me. Fuck off, cunts. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Um. So I bet you guys are wondering what I've been thinking about this week. I have. Yeah. Have you? No. <laughs> I already know what you've been thinking about. You're this right. Week. We live together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For at least twelve hours a day, y'all are like what six feet away from each other at all times. Mm-hmm. Less than that now that both of us have like jobs. long jobs. Yeah, Ari works like ten hour nine shifts, hours, like, yeah. nine ten hour shifts. So she's gone a lot more. God damn! Mm-hmm. I miss my cats. Yeah, they miss you too. I know they're such cute, cutes. Look at how cute they Look are. That. They're being cute right there. Ugh, I wish right you guys in front could of us. See they're this. being cute right in front of my salad. Right in front of my salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But what have you been thinking about? I have been thinking about. Gay anime, some anime. You've been or thinking- as, yes, or as I like to call it, anime. You have been thinking about that for a while. I have been several months, yeah. but I've been wanting to talk about it on the podcast, and we haven't been able to. Yeah, that's I, true. I thought you were working on Yaoi All Nice. Yes, 
I have gotten done with the yaoi on ice. Yeah. Or as some might call it, yuri on ice. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about gay anime because, again, slowly trying to turn Havecast into an anime podcast. Of course. What would we call our anime podcast? Ganime cast. Ganime cast. <laughs> we do exclusively gay anime. Yeah. I couldn't do that because no. I actually don't like a lot of Yaoi and Yuri, mm-hmm. which for those of you who don't know, a.k.a. Ben. Um, <laughs> That's why I make the jokes because I know what it is. Yeah, Yaoi and Yuri are specific genres in Japan that are like about gay men and gay women, mm. but are targeted at straight women and straight men respectively yeah so like it's kind of weird because there's a lot of content unlike in the united states where it's like you have a gay character like a queer character every once in a while they're usually a slide player unless it's like us excuse me side player unless it's a very niche thing yeah um and even then, it might focus on, like, a straight character or something. Mm. Unlike that, there is actually a lot of queer content with queer main characters in Japan. Mm-hmm. And most of it is not very good. Nah. Like, have you experienced this, Travis? I, I know have. you've watched some, or li- li- read some Yuri on ice. Yeah. With me. Uh-huh. You watched that with I me. I watched that with you. But yeah. I have I have seen, like, I've, I've read some Yaois and some Yuris. Yeah. I've read my yaoi's and yuri's. It, it seems like I've taken like medicine, and it's been the worst experience possible. Yeah. It, it's You're like taking up uh, the ass. Yeah, <laughs> you doubted your yuri's and crushed your yaoi's. Yeah, that's what it was. I think it's just like because I want to get to yuri on ice because mm-hmm. I've been wanting to talk about that on the podcast for a long time since we watched a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but we've just been we've had other stuff to do. Yeah, we've been busy. We have. We had a guest last week. Yep. Before that, we were not watched Yuri on Ice. Yeah. But get on with it. But, like, most of, like, the reason... Because I have friends who like it. But the reasons why I don't is because a lot of it's very, like, exploitative. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very much clearly, like, we wrote this for the straight women and straight men in the audience. So it's supposed to be, like, tantalizing to them. Mm -hmm. So the characters aren't really, like real people they're they're fictionally gay they're fictionally gay and they also fit like fictionally gay stereotypes Mm -hmm. and then also another reason why i don't like it is that a lot of yaoi and yuri have like sexual assault in them yeah which is is, weird it's a weird thing and and the thing is is that it would be fine well first of all it would be fine if like the work didn't like, if the work was like, this is a bad thing, but then those people end up together. Yeah. Like, the, the victim ends up with the person who sexually assaulted them. Mm-hmm. There's a big thing with certain... I don't want to generalize anybody, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But that Stockholm Syndrome is a good character arc? And it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like no, the, the yeah. biggest but, one I think about is Joker and Harley Quinn, and it's just like, like sure, it adds complexity and shit like that. Yeah. But there's more tricks than that you can pull. But yeah, yeah. in the context of these, it's not even like a Stockholm syndrome thing. Mm-hmm. It's like one person has another forces another person to have sex with them, and now they're together. Yeah. Because at least with Joker and Harley Quinn, because I agree, but that's the fans doing that. 
yeah, in the comic, not, yeah. Harley like punches Joker in the face yeah. and is like, fuck off. Yeah. And even in her original run, she was introduced in Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode called Mad Love, yeah. which is about Joker and Holly, Harley's abusive relationship. Yeah. So even though, look, DC is a complicated company. <laughs> and even though there have definitely been instances where DC has not treated their characters well, yeah. it at least from the start has been clear that the relationship between Harley and Joker is a toxic one. Yeah. Sometimes in Yowie and Yuri, like I was reading, like I watched Yuri and Ice and that gave me such goodwill that I started reading another Yuri. Mm. And in the first fucking chapter, this girl is sexually assaulted by another girl and then they end up together. And the work is not like that's bad or their relationship is toxic. It's like, yeah, she needed help realizing she was gay. Yeah. Which is super like that's fucked up. Yeah, it's terrible, yeah. and that's not every Yowie and Yuri. That's too grapey for me, man. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. yeah, you know that that's a pretty general idea, but I mean, like, it's such a general idea that you will, if you pick up a Yowie or a Yuri, yeah, uh, there's a good chance. piece of piece of literature. It will <laughs> literature. There's a good chance that it will be like that. And yeah. if it's not like that, congratulations. You have a good you've got a good one. Even in like I would understand <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've nailed it. <laughs> you you brought your hand up to the tree, the tree of knowledge, and you plucked down a ripe and juicy fruit, my friend. <laughs> Normally you don't get that. Normally you get you get something with a worm in the middle. Yeah. You don't want that worm sometimes, to be there. Sometimes that worm is just forcing another worm to have sex. And it's very uncomfortable. And then they grow gigantic hands and it's really weird. I, yes, I do like the Yowie hands trope where the there's so there's the there are the two roles in Yowie, the seme and the uke. Ook. Ook. Ook, uke, I'm not sure. Which is like the semi is like it's the it's the like who's the man and who's the woman of the relationship question. Kind of, yeah. Where the semi yeah. is like the man. It's who's wearing the pants and who gets fucked in the ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's aggressive and who isn't. Yeah. And the semi is always the aggressive one. Usually they're like taller and less feminine. And they have giant, giant hands. hands. <laughs> and usually like, usually accompanying their giant hands, they have a very pointy chin. Very pointy. Like, if you just Google, like, I'll Google yaoi hands Yeah, we'll right put up now. in the show notes, like, examples of yaoi hands. Because it's ridiculous. I have seen yaoi where, like, the hands encompass the entire body of the other partner. Whoa. Which is too large a hand. Like, get some help. <laughs> So get I, a hand reduction. I typed in Yowie, and the first result for the autofill was I typed in W A O, and it didn't even finish with the I. Yowie hands was first, and just plain Yowie was second. Yes, damn. That's how much of a meme it is. It got memed. Like here you go, Ben. Look at these Yowie hands. <laughs> Have a look at those. <laughs> Yowza. Yeah. <laughs> There's unfortunately uh, Yuri doesn't get quite as memed. Yeah. Holy shit. I know, right? He Isn't looks it? like have you ever like I know we've talked about him before, the rake? That's what some yeah. of these motherfuckers look like. <laughs> look. Or like or salad I fingers. I don't know if hand cancer is a thing. 
That guy's got like a third knuckle or like a fourth. And Jesus if, Christ. Yeah, you normally have three knuckles, but even if hand cancer if hand cancer exists and it doesn't cause hands to grow up normally large hold the I don't know I feel like they need to get their hands checked out please hold me in your giant yaoi hands <laughs> yeah that, this is a baseball tee t-shirt oh my god I want it oh yeah and that <laughs> oh I've actually seen the, I know who designed that uh, there's an artist on uh, tumblr I will look up her name later and also put in the show notes because she's actually an excellent artist and I really want she has an enamel pin with that oh, and nice. I really want I want to get matching enamel pins for me and you Travis <laughs> see, and I what, see a lot of people at like anime conventions and stuff there is usually a homosexual couple that have matching shirts one says ook one says seme and I'm just like <sighs> because the whole ook seme thing and okay I feel like we need to put a disclaimer on which is we are westerners talking about a culture that is not our own and in fact outside of anime a culture that we are not very familiar with yeah but in Western, in a Western context, this idea that like queer people always have a woman and a man of the relationship, even if it's two men or two women, that's a very like, it's gross. Yeah, well, I always I don't like it. I always thought of the Uk and Seme thing as Ben's having a good time over there with the Yaoi. I gotta show you some stuff, man. Yeah, there's a great one. I don't know a whole bunch about Japanese culture, but I do know that senpai is like. A term of like somebody that you respect, that, like like I, an older student, right? And then Chan is usually like more of like a cuter thing, right? It's like what you would call like a young girl or like a girl who's your friend. There's this dude bent over in like the doggy style position. Uh, it says, "I love you, Senpai Chan." Wow. I'm like, yeah, I, I okay. don't know a lot, and I'm not a doctor, but that's not how you speak in Japanese. I feel like that's just bad <laughs> translation. No, it's like no. There you go. It's like a poorly drawn dude. Oh, is it like oh, a like a? It's, it's, it's a okay. Parody. It's like a it's, joke thing. It's kind of like Wait, a parody thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but um. And then there's also one of. I thought you were talking about. There's this guy in the middle who's got his giant hand covering the top of his head. Yeah. And half of his face. There's, and I thought you were talking about that. Here's a great one of Cuphead. That says it's in like the left middle. It says, "Are these yellow oh, hands?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the way I've always understood Uk and Seme is like the Seme is the more like aggressive. Usually, yeah, the, person, the pitcher. Yeah, usually the person that is more active in the relationship and is more of the like chaser. Yes, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and then the Uk is just the person who is there to be chased. Yeah, to receive. Yeah, to receive. Which the is, receiver. Which is like there are in like gay keeper, male culture. Which again is not a culture that I'm a part of, but there are like tops and bottoms, mm -hmm. and there are people that, who always how, tops yeah. and people who are always bottoms. But just because you're a top or a bottom, it doesn't mean like you have the personality traits of like a more feminine personality trait or more masculine personality trait, which I think is where the problem comes in for me. This needs to be in the show notes. Wow, we're going to put it in the show notes. Wait, no, that no. picture specifically? This, this, picture this, specifically. this is incredible. <laughs> that, that is amazing. And read the bottom, too. It's oh hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a Tumblr post from Vexix929, which, thank you for putting this in my life. And we'll put this in the show notes. I'm going to describe it now. Someone please draw a character with yaoi hands, yuri arms, which are, like, super long and noodly. Yeah. Bishy face. 
shoujo legs and shonen boobies in a classic <laughs> 80s anime style. It would be the ultimate manga disaster and I need it in my life. And then somebody did it and it is horrifying. monstrosity. And then the comment underneath it is, Kagome from Inuyasha looks great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be my favorite part. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That is, oh, that's going to keep me up tonight. Yep. <laughs> Which is good because I work a third shift job and sometimes I need a little help staying awake. So thank you. Yep. Thanks, oh. Tumblr lo- user. I almost said Tumblr loser. <laughs> I was just, well, no, you wouldn't Freudian be wrong. Oh. I was like, I was like, I gotta do one more. I gotta do one more scroll, and then I'm gonna put it down. And then I saw that. And I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> you're, you're, you are so fucking welcome. I saw a picture of this like, uh, my friend on Facebook posted a picture of this like goth guy leaning against a grave and his legs are so so long and on the comment <laughs> underneath it was like thanks anime goth guy <laughs> because he looks like an anime character with super long legs yeah. um but yeah what were you we talking about yaoi and nuri and then i have a quick question before we yes. continue down this rabbit hole of what time do you have to be at work 11 p.m. 11 p.m. We have plenty of time. Okay, cool. Oh, it's 6. I thought it was 8. No, it. yeah, okay, it's only cool. 6, 17. Calm yeah. down, y'all. I don't know what it is. I keep feeling like it's like 8 o'clock, and then I look, it's only 6. I'm like, okay, fuck. Yeah. Well, you got more time. Yeah. yeah. You have too much time on your hands. Yeah, my... Is that not how the song goes? Ari, do you smell toast? Are you feeling okay? <laughs> you know, I am I, a little tired. You know, I, I don't think that's a stroke. I think you got meningitis or something. <laughs> Meningitis. You've got some. You got a weird parasite, like in your spinal cord, that makes you have like limb twitches. I'm a robot that's malfunctioning. Hey, that's also, racist. Petition to start calling robots robots. 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 I already call coupons coupons. Coupons. And tattoos tattoos. Oh well, now you're a crazy person. And Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga. Well, that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> I feel like this should be a sketch. But um. <laughs> Things Ari says. But so we were talking about Yaoi and Yuri, and you're eventually going to get to Yuri on Ice somehow. Yes. Here's my connection. So when I was a kid, and I was this baby anime fan slash also baby gay, mm-hmm. right? And all I wanted in my life was, like, queer people. Yeah. And also people who I could relate to, right? Which I, I'm not going to be like, I'm not like other girls, because I'm not. But I didn't feel myself represented in women in media. Right. I think right? the phrase, I'm not like other girls, is just like, oh, I'm not your stereotypical girl. That's all it means. Well, people will give that as a compliment mm. to be like, You're you like, don't oh, act like you, my you, preconceived notion of what a woman should be, and exactly. I like that because yeah. I hate women. Right. But there's this bad connotation of women saying, oh, I'm not like other girls. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's... When will my reflection... Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the exact words I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, but I am, I like, I am like other girls, but I don't feel myself represented in the media as like who I am as a right. person. Right. So in anime, you can actually get, even though anime does rely on a lot of like anime cliches, you can get a wide range of characters. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of nice. And so I would read Yaoi and Yuri, and on the one hand, I'd be like, this is gross, and I mm. feel bad for reading it. Yeah. But also, here are these queer characters. Mm. And then sometimes I'd read Yuri, and I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Because there was a lot of weird Yuri out There's there. There's a lot of weird shit. 
Side note, boat. I am reading. I am watching a show called Yuri Kama Arashi. Yeah, <laughs> which translates to Lily Bear Storm or yeah. Lesbian Bear Storm. That's the one with the bears. And it is about <laughs> bears. Ben, hold on to something. Yeah, get ready. It is about in the future. In the future, bears have developed a taste for human flesh, and can also transform into cute girls. It is an anime. It is an anime. <laughs> so I, the humans this have... Fe- this feels like that Bible verse about the guy that just... Oh, yeah, the bald guy who yeah, like bald. gets called bald, and then he sends, he sends bears, bears to kill children. Yes. Yeah, that's Samson, oh, right? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, it's Moses. I'm kidding. No, it's Samson because his hair gets cut. And then, I don't know, we'll ask Dual Aldridge later. <laughs> Dual Aldridge, foremost biblical scholar yeah. that we know of. No, wouldn't it be more fitting if, it's like... It's not Samson, though. No. It's not? No, it's not. Oh. It's not. Samson has, like, one story. Yeah, it, it's like a one-off. Like a, yeah, I off- think it's like oh, a prophet. He, he's, a, he's a one-off Bible character? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's uh, like Ruth, you oh, know? Okay. Like, nobody thinks about Ruth. Yeah, that's true. Fuck Ruth, you know? Mm-hmm. Just kidding. She's she was a super bitch. gay, so. Oh, was she? I mean, no, but like, yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah. Her yeah, and Naomi got into some shit. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you, know what, you gotta you, read between the lines. You know what they say about Naomi? Look, Naomi Malone <laughs> from Showgirls. Wow. <laughs> All right, back to my original point, which had veered what? off into a side point that I am going through now. Yuri Kamarashi. Bears have developed a taste for human flesh. So humans have, like, built their cities inside these walls so the bears yeah. can't get in. Except sometimes bears will sneak in and eat humans. Do they call them yaoigwais? It's uh. a different genre, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> it's like a new thing uh. now. We're not talking about that anymore. That was a... Uh, so the yaoigwais? Yes, thank you. That was a Fallout <laughs> reference. I got there. Yeah. So... uh. It's about these two, and, and also the, it's set at a high school because it is an anime about teenagers. Yeah. Uh, so it's set at a high school, and um, there's this thing called the Invisible Storm, which is the student council that will vote like you off the island metaphorically, which makes you more susceptible to being eaten by bears. I don't know if this story is so, getting better or worse. So it's about this girl who enters a relationship in the first episode that her girlfriend is eaten by a bear so she's sworn revenge on all bears except uh oh literally everybody is a goddamn bear and wants to eat her like <laughs> everybody is a bear it's crazy also spoilers for Yuri Kamarashi yeah, alright all right. and lesbians I don't know what to tell you it's a crazy show this is like invasion of the booby snatchers instead of invasion yeah. of the body snatchers it's like so it's like on the one hand you for like gay anime you have Yuri Kama Arashi which is a you know Kunihiko Ikahara work so it's fucking nuts and then on the other hand for gay anime you have Blue Spring Ride. No, that's not gay. That's heterosexual. You have this, like, Blue Flower Show. I can't yeah. remember what it's called. That is, you know, good but boring as tar. And it's like, I just want something in the middle. I want something that features a non-toxic relationship between two people who are people. And, hey, maybe if it could involve the only sport I actually like, that would be cool, too. What sport is that? Figure skating. Oh, yeah. And that brings us to Uriana. Oh, that's Ice. how we get to Uriana. Yes. Okay. 
So Yuri on Ice does a lot of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. It's about a figure skater named Yuri Kotsky who has totally bombed yeah. at this like big figure skating event. Mm-hmm. And in front of his idol, who doesn't even know he exists. Yes. And his idol is named Victor Nikivarov. Victor Nikivarov. Victor Nikivarov. And so he goes home totally in disgrace, is thinking about retiring, except then his idol, Victor, shows up and is like, I'm super naked right now and going to train you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're going to win gold at I'm the next Grand Prix. Yeah. And that starts this series. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's really great. It, it really, I feel like it subverted a lot of those things that we talked about, especially in like anime in general. Yes. It's not set in a high school. It's not set in There's a high like, school very few high school age kids and it's not even set in high school i know right it's the only like younger kids we see are i think the youngest kid we see is 15 is mm-hmm. yuri Plasetsky. yes <clears throat> the other yuri the, the russian yuri. yuri yeah um it's got the it's got because so it's a sports anime but it doesn't have a lot of the trappings of a sports anime like yeah. for example a lot of sports anime are about like people who are new it's... to the sport I feel like it's a sports anime that hits a lot of romance beats. Yes, yes. It's very clear that the showrunner loved figure skating first mm-hmm. and wanted to write a story about figure skating. And that it's animated beautifully because they really ro- they rotoscoped figure skaters to animate these like, these amazing figure skating. Sometimes programs. it's a little shaky towards the end. Well, you know, but most of it it's fucking gorgeous. I bet the characters are really interesting. I, there's probably already a DVD release or something. True. But I bet whatever is on the DVD release is probably a lot more cleaned up than what the original broadcast was. I would agree. Which is generally what happens. Yep. Especially because anime are made on a crazy tight schedule. Yeah. Like, you have... Like, how much does it... How, how long does it get to take a, get an episode of, like, Steven Universe out? Nine to ten months. Nine to ten months. So, Steven Universe episode lengths are ten to eleven minutes. Yeah. Um, they have six months mm-hmm. to get out episodes of thirty-minute episodes. Yeah, of most anime, it's fucking wild. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's insane. So, um, so yeah, so it's just it's a refreshing show because it doesn't have a lot of those old anime tropes that we see. It's not set in high school. The main character is actually already good at the sport. Like, he's number six in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. So it doesn't have that like guy learning to love the sport it it still has that underdog kind of story it does but that's because he put himself in that position yeah because and it deals it deals with like feelings of like um uh you know anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. from both of the main characters yeah yuri and victor not really yuri plisetsky but he's you know he's kind of a side he's kind of he's kind of a side character but um so it deals with that. And so, like, really the villain of the series is Yuri himself. Yeah. You know, he gets in his own way. He overthinks things. He freaks out. Um, and it's just really nice to have... It's refreshing. Watching Yuri on Ice feels refreshing. It does. Oh, and also, they commit to the fucking gay. They do. Which <clears throat> is kind of amazing. Yeah. Well, okay, so we talked about... Getting back to what I was actually going to say. Yeah. We talked about... Yaoi and Yuri, but we didn't talk about another very type of popular yet kind of queer anime, which is the 
I bet the fangirls were like, if we put a lot of queer baiting in it, yeah, like we don't actually commit to anything. Uh, just a bunch of teasing. One of, one of, of my favorite shows. Same with um, Yuri. They do that with Yuri too. Yeah, one of my favorite shows, Beyond the ba- uh, Beyond the Boundary, falls into that a little bit. It gets yeah. a little queer baity with one of the characters who I think is supposed to be like not gay but he's either bi or pansexual because he's like down for whatever yeah but he does kind of queer bait the main male character a lot even if even though the the main the two mains kind of have their own romantic thing Mm -hmm. well and i would say kind of queers it queers him up (laughs) it is not queer baiting if a character is gay and in love with a character of the same sex and that character just doesn't reciprocate yeah right because then you do have queer representation. That happens in real life. Mm-hmm. What is queer baiting? And it feels very appropriate that we're talking about this now. Uh-huh. This, <laughs> a supernatural podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is a supernatural podcast. <laughs> yeah. I almost forgot. Let's go ahead and define queer baiting now. We talked about anime for so long. So long. <laughs> I almost forgot what this show is about. I did. Like, I, there's this movie that, like, the talk of what we were talking or what y'all are talking about that I'm listening to because mm-hmm. I find it very interesting like I know I don't say a whole lot sometimes but I just find it interesting just to watch y'all talk about things that you get excited <laughs> about yeah because I have no interest like that's how I feel this. when you and Travis talk about video games yeah like I don't have an interest I mean I'm kind of branching out now but I don't I'm not really super into most video games right but I like seeing people who are passionate about things talk about the things they like yeah. oh yeah exactly there's this old movie I haven't seen. Like it came out in 2002. It's called The Slaughter Rule. the uh, The top build cast is Ryan Gosling, David Morse, and Amy Adams. Ooh, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, essentially, it's about like Ryan Gosling plays this high school quarterback who gets cut from the team days after his father dies. Wow. Yikes! And Bad so timing. He finds like solace. Like he meets this man named Dick Gideon, played by David Morse, mm-hmm. who's a loner living on the roughneck fringe who is looking for gamers, kids who scrap hard to play on his six man Iron Man football squad. Hmm. Like Iron Man means you play both sides of the ball. Yeah. Like the whole fucking sixty minutes. Damn. And there's a rule like if you're over like forty or so, you like you win, no matter how much time's left. The slaughter rule. But the crux of the house rules. <laughs> The, the crux of the movie, of the story, really, is that Gideon is gay. Because mm. ah. he used to be a coach, and he used to do very well for himself. Mm-hmm. But it got out that he was gay. And so he got ah. fired. And so he got fired. It's a really good movie. It's a really sweet and deep movie. Mm. Nice. I'm down we'll have to, have to check that, that out. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Especially mm-hmm. since, while I don't watch football, I do like football movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Remember the Titans is fantastic. Remember the Titans is probably... Top three on my list. I like Whole Nine or The Longest Yard too. Longest Yard, the old, OG one. OG, the new one is still pretty good. It's, it's not, pretty okay, but yeah. I, I will rewatch the original one. Oh yeah, is uh, is Rudy technically a football movie? Oh yeah, it's, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Rudy's yeah. good. Have you ever seen the parody of Rudy? That uh, there's this old like not old show, but it's it, it's not on the air anymore. Blue Mountain State. Oh did. yeah! Oh, it's fucking fantastic. I remember Blue Mountain State. They did a parody of Rudy in like thirty minutes, and it's fucking That's great. awesome. Um, I also know that there's a parody of Ruby in uh, Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they, <laughs> yeah. and they like he catches the ball, and then they fucking tackle two people tackle him in different directions. He gets ripped in half. Yeah, imagine if Don Knotts was tackled by like Andre the Giant and uh, <laughs> probably. J.J. Watt at the same time. Yeah. I, Going from different directions. Yeah. Okay. 
sorry, we're tangenting on a tangent. Yeah. Yeah, of like all of the like parody movies that have ever come out, with the exception of like Airplane, yeah, I not another teen movie is my favorite. Oh yeah, like I reference it all the time. <laughs> I like it more than the movie. It's parroting. She's all that. Yeah. Um, it's, it parodies. She's all. She's all that. Not another teen. Or never been kissed. Uh, uh, cruel intentions. About- Ten things I hate about you. Um, oh. Uh, Varsity Blues. Oh, another um, fantastic football movie. Uh, the cheerleader movie. Oh, uh, bring it on! Bring it on! Bring it on again! Yeah, basically, hilariously, any... it should bring it. It uh, parodies bring it on because it has the black squad, the black cheerleader squad, go up to the white cheerleader squad and be like, "You're totally stealing our routines," and the white cheerleader squad is like, "No, we're not." And then the cheer is pretty much like, "We're black. We're super black. Go black people!" Like that's the cheer. Black lives matter. Like that's the cheer, and it's hilarious. I love young Chris Evans, like pre hell, pre Human Torch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, Chris Evans is in that movie. Yeah. When he walks on, is like, "Give Jamie a snack." He's <laughs> wearing, he is wearing um, whipped cream. Yeah, and then he stuck a banana to his butt. No, no it's not a banana. Oh, it's it's a, a banana. it's a long it's a long yellow uh, balloon. Oh, he shoved yes. between his cheeks. It's shoved between his ass cheeks. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Do you remember this scene with the vibrator? Yes. Oh my god. Let's oh, watch scene- another teen movie instead of the supernatural episode today, guys. Is that the scene where it's like the girl in her bed and then her whole family yeah. comes in because it's her birthday? And they're like, what's that sound? And she's like, I don't know. And then the dog hops on the bed and the, the fucking vibrator, like the like dog flies up yeah. into the air and then lands in the cake. Yes, exactly. I and the grandmother's like, what is that? I love the parody of Never Been Kissed because the reporter who comes in to investigate is like, in her 60s. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a 60-year-old woman trying to be a teenager. Yeah. All I want is to find love and for somebody to take a dump on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. All right, so getting off our tangents. So let's just scoot away. There are two T's in Hey Ass Bud. There are, and they both stand for tangent. Um, let's get off. Let's get off the tangent train. Uh, but yeah, so queer baiting is... I don't care. Like, okay... Like, if a gay, if a character is gay and they're just like, oh, I'm in love with this person, but they don't reciprocate because they're straight or because they just don't love me back, like, yeah. that's fine. That's a human thing, right? Mm-hmm. Unrequited love sucks. It happens. Yeah. What to me is queer baiting is when they won't even mention the possibility of the characters being queer. Ah, uh, okay. Right? Or like, where they keep hinting, but nobody. Nobody's really sure. Nobody's really sure. Like, the characters, um, uh, like, the to me, the question is, if we lived in a world where homosexuality was the norm and totally unstigmatized, mm-hmm. would these characters be in a relationship? And if the answer is yes, but they're not, that's queer baiting to me. Okay. With the exception of Star Trek TOS <laughs> because I legitimately didn't think they were thinking about it. And we do have to account for cultural differences here because there yeah, are some true. culturals culturals. Mm-hmm. There are some cultures where it is more acceptable for men to be affectionate or women, well, it's pretty much acceptable in the West for women to be super affectionate with each other. Right. But like there are, you know, it is sometimes it's like I'm thinking of Free right now. Uh-huh. Which is a sports anime about a swim team. Yeah. 
a gay swim team. A gay swim team. <laughs> but like nobody, like I haven't seen free. Yeah. But like nobody commits. Mm-hmm. Nobody's like, oh, by the way, I'm super bisexual. Yeah. Like just none it, of that. It's all very like played off or yeah. not mentioned or it's like implied, but it's, it's never said. It's meant to titillate the audience. Mm-hmm. It is not written in because the characters. It's not for the characters, it's for the audience. Right. Mm-hmm. And with like with Yuri on Ice, it's for the characters. Yeah. Like, like these two people fall in love. Yeah. On screen, we see it with her eyeballs. Yeah, we see it happen. And so that's why Yuri on Ice, again, why Yuri on Ice is so refreshing, because it doesn't have those, like, toxic yaoi tropes, Mm -hmm. but it also doesn't do the, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Are these characters going to smooch? Yeah, oh, oh, but we're both girls. Yeah. You know. Guess what? They do. Yeah. I also heard there was actually an anime that wasn't a Yuri that came out that year where two women smooch. Oh. And I want to watch that. We'll have to find it. Oh, we will. Uh, and then another... I can, I can smell a woman kissing from a mile away. Another, another funny woman, thing I, I liked in Yura and Ice was this is a huge anime trope, is when, like, for the example being uh, in Yura and Ice, female sees an attractive male do something that they're good at or mm. something that is attractive, blood shoots out of their nose. Yes. Oh, because this is hilarious. Apparently, it, it's like a legitimate like genetic thing. Like, Japanese people, like, genetically have tend to have high blood pressure, which yeah. is a, like a big medical problem in Japan, which is why they get the bloody nose. That's where the bloody nose things come, comes from. I heard it was from an old wives' tale that say that perverts have more, like, blood in their face. That could be true as well. Yeah. But the high blood pressure thing is also a thing. Like we said, we are not Japanese. Like, I've, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen a lot of really funny Japanese high blood pressure medicine commercials. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, they're, they're great. Um, but so it's, uh, Yuri and like his childhood friend who I can't remember the name of Yuko, Yuko, who is, uh, they, um, they grew up skating together and stuff. And Yuko is watching Victor skate. And while the other two Yuris are like off on the side and Victor does something sexy and blood shoots out of Yuko's face. Cause she's like, Oh, that's the sexiest thing ever. And then it, the other Yuri, Yuri Plasetsi, Russian, Russian Yuri, is like, oh my god, do you need help? <laughs> Which is like the first time I've ever seen that happen. Yes. Because usually it's such a trope that it's just played off. It's like, oh, that's for comedy. Yeah. When in the background. Like the character, it's non-diegetic. Yeah. The character isn't literally bleeding from the nose. Uh-huh. But in Yuri on Ice, it's like, get an ambulance. Yeah. She is dying. <laughs> And I th- I love that too because you know Yuri and Victor are Yuri Plasetsky and Victor are from Russia, yes, which has that cultural difference. So maybe so they're just this, like, what the fuck is going on in this version of Japan? People just shoot blood out of their noses when they see something sexy, <laughs> and it's fine. But Yuri doesn't know that. <laughs> also, if you watch the dub, which we did, yeah. Yuri has a ridiculous and totally accurate Russian accent. Yeah, and. <laughs> How do I know it's accurate? Because I can copy it perfectly. Oh, my God. And I have learned this is what Russian people sound like to Americans. Okay. Wow. Um, it's a squirrel. It's a moose and squirrel. Moose All and right. squirrel. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah I feel like we're just super racist against <laughs> Russians right now. No, I made you say that for a reason. But you know what? Our Their country is our country, so, like, fuck it. You know yeah, what I mean? They, they elected our president. They did, so. so. Oh, we should probably cut that. <laughs> <laughs> We're about nope. to, somebody knocks on the door, and they're like, hello. 
I've heard them making some accusations. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> the NSA just heard us say that through Alexa. <laughs> this isn't on the internet. Through Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I've said her name. She's gonna... <laughs> now she's really listening because you said her name. Yeah. The light is on. We're oh, going to have God. to come up with a code name for her. Alexa, stop. How about we call her Alex? We actually can change the wake word for her. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, so I can I can make it whatever word. I can change it to Hey Siri. Change it to butt. But no. Hey, but. Oh, change it to. Uh... Change it to ass butt. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So every, so every time I want to talk to my fucking Amazon Echo, I have to say fucking hey ass butt. Yes. I don't think so. Yes, do it. <laughs> do Why it. Not? Isn't do. that the most perfect name for a podcast ever? It's a. I love it. I think it's really funny when people don't get it, and then we have to explain it. Yes. Yeah. That's actually not very funny. I was explaining the show to my parents the other day because I, I shared it on Facebook and my mom finally saw it. And she was like, I saw an episode of that show that your podcast is about. And it's really weird. I was like, yeah, I know. And my dad was like, what's your show called? I said, hey, ass butt. And he's like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, it's a joke from the show. And, and you were <laughs> like, I don't like, get it yet. Okay. Um, he was like, I don't get it yet, but you know. Please. Yeah, we railroaded you into calling it this. Yeah, uh, yeah, we forced. They, it. Yeah, you really. <laughs> yeah, we did. That we was... had a list of like other name ideas. I think Hey Us Butt was the only one that was stuck. Really. Yeah, that was the only good one. I don't even remember what those other. I didn't even remember having that, a list. That's no, my ex- point. Ex- yeah, exactly. That's why Hey Us Butt stuck. It's like Hey Us Butt at the top. I don't know. Maybe we were considering like spooky ghost guys. Spooky ghost guys. <laughs> too spooky. Two ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> two brothers. I have a, I have it in a notebook somewhere. I'll hey, ass Spook butt. seven. Spook seven. Hey, ass butt. <laughs> too spooky, two ghosts. Uh, spook and spurious. Spook. <laughs> Vancouver drift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> what was the fourth oh. one called? I think it was just Fast and Furious. The road so far. <laughs> The road so far. <laughs> the road so spooky. The road so spooky. Yep. Uh, the fifth one was Fast Five. Fast Five. So yeah. spooky five. Soup five. Soup five. That, and then six was Fast, fast Furious six. Yeah, it was. No, I think six was. Was it the Fast, fast and the Furious? No, that was a different I one. Don't remember. Seven think, was Furious Seven. Yeah. And eight, eight was the fate, fate of, of the, the furious. furious. See, this is why the fate of the Furious. The Fast and Furious franchise has the most stupid. Like they really haven't committed to any themes for their naming. Okay. Because you can't except for the ones that literally have numbers in them, who knows where they go. Here's the thing. I won't let you guys insult the Fast and the Furious on this a podcast that I am on anymore. <laughs> Why? Because we that movie series all the time. is... Pope, hold on. Okay. Unlike Supernatural, the Fast and the Furious series is perfect. Okay. So, Bullshit. All right. so I will not hear any slander okay. against will, this, my child. If you want to become the new co-host of, of <laughs> Hey Ass Butt, email us. Oh, I'm email firing us. both of you. <laughs> well, I got to keep Travis on for editing. Sorry, Ben, you're out. No, here's the thing. I will say this much. If you want to say that the Fast and the Furious franchise is as good as Supernatural, that's fine. Because that's equal. Because that's, that's not a very high bar. 
No, it is not. No offense, Supernatural. Just kidding. Full offense. But, like, they didn't... The My biggest problem with the Fast and Furious franchise is there are some good movies. There are some really questionable action sequences that are just, like... I have like, a question. What's that? Does Supernatural in the later seasons ever drop a car out of a plane? No. Then... Not as good. Yeah, all right, but how many characters in Fast and Furious come back to life several times? I feel like that's actually a point in its favor. <laughs> because really, really only one, and she wasn't really dead. She, she was, she, you know, she got amnesia. So. I, I think you're getting Fast and Furious confused with Resident Evil because it's the oh, same well, Paul actor. Paul Walker died. He didn't come back to life. That's the actor who died. Oh, right. <laughs> no, we're, we're, now we're talking about That's Michelle Rodriguez. We're talking about Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, about Michelle Rodriguez. I thought, Are you whitewashing death? I thought Paul Walker <laughs> died in the movie, too. That's how he, they got him to no, not be in the they movie. They actually had anymore. a body double. His brother was the body double for The Fate of the Furious. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. Oh, wait, The Fate of the Furious? Yes. Yeah. What? He died at the end of Furious 7. Oh. This is why The Fast and the Furious is not... It's, it's, it's just... I just the name. They names. actually had a beautiful tribute to him after the end of the at the end of Furious. They, they like get yeah, him out I of know. the life or something. When they're when they're like a whole song. Yeah, that was done by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. Yeah, which again is ludicrous. <laughs> wink, 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 oh wink. Okay, sorry, I'll stop. I'm gonna throw ice at you. <laughs> really, you're gonna throw ice at me, Ben, the pun thief. Ben, pun thief. I can. I don't want to say pun master because that Wait, would be giving way ago, too much credit. How long ago did Furious Seven come out? What was the last I, one? Fate of the Furious. How long ago Is did that, that come out? Fate of the Furious came out last year. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Isn't there I another know. one? Is there another one? Oh yeah, there's. They're gonna make like ten more. Jesus fucking Christ! Which will put it about not even close to the length of Supernatural. Yeah. Like I feel like I could get down done the Fate of the Furious franchise done in like a weekend. Yeah, probably. Mm. Well, no, there's, set, I mean, I there's eight of sleep. those movies. Well, yeah. no, I mean, you can do all of Harry Potter in two days, so. Yeah. And the Fast and Furious movies aren't that long. Yeah. They're like, what, hour and a half, two hours? About, yeah. They're probably all right at 90 minutes. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. Well, guys. This has been an interesting first half. Let yeah. me TLDR this real quick. Okay. Yuri and Yowie played an important part of my childhood. Still kind of questionable to me now that I'm older and wiser. Yep. Yuri on Ice is fantastic, and you guys should go watch it. The Fast and the Furious is also great. Mm. We what have a special place in our heart for Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you two do. Yeah. Well, like, because we're nostalgic for most of it. Supernatural? Yeah. I think that's what it really is. Sometimes when we're doing this rewatch, I do wonder, like... How rosy are those rose colors? Yeah, glasses? I do wonder, like, if I had to watch Supernatural today and I had never seen it. I would not watch it. You would not? Really? You wouldn't? You know no. that for sure? I would probably, like, if it was on, I'd probably be okay with it. Yeah. But I don't know if I would seek it out because there is so much of it. Well, that's I how I have felt. Yeah. I still think I wouldn't do past season five. 
Like, I would probably watch it to season five because yep. I do love urban fantasy type stuff, but I don't yeah. think I would continue it past this season. Kind of like how people don't watch season nine of Scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm only talking about the episodes we have watched so far. Oh, really? You wouldn't even get to those? I would, if I was watching this on Netflix for the first time, a lot of the episodes from the first one would have been like, oh, shit, this is. This yes. is probably a show I wouldn't mind having on in the background. Yeah, but, but I, I wouldn't yeah. watch it. Yeah. I, I would have, if I had started doing Supernatural like a while ago, yeah. I probably get, would have given it the same treatment that I gave like House. Yeah. yeah. Which is I put it on in the background and then play a game while it's happening. You know what? I probably would have stopped watching it, Bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, because you would have died from alcohol poisoning. That too. <laughs> um. Well, this episode, which I actually remember pretty fondly. What's the name of this episode? It's called Bloodlust. Bloodlust. Yeah. So, Travis. What's, what's going to happen? Bloodlust. Sam and Dean are in one of those motels that they're always in. It's that one with the circles. And they go to sleep. And then they wake up in a crazy dream world where monsters have taken over and they need to hunt the monsters to put this world back to normal. Uh, and then there's like a giant spider... And they go to there's something the moon is involved, and, and Ben's catching on now. Yeah, <laughs> this is just Bloodborne. This yeah. is this is exactly yeah. what it is. I was trying to remember Bloodborne, but I haven't played enough of it to really remember what it's about. No, because I was like, oh wait, this, no, this is a thing. I was gonna say something about the lycanthropes, but that would have been too quick. Yeah, it would have been way too quick. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. So that's what it's about. God. Actually, the breakdown of Bloodborne. Have you, do you know the breakdown of Bloodborne? What is it? All right. So here's the shabizzle. This country is cursed by a land. Like, it's just cursed by this thing. No one, You don't really know what it is at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I had a nickel. And, like, some of the townspeople are turning into monsters, like werewolves and shit like that. Right. Uh, but other ones are turning, turning into, like, fucking aliens and shit. All the while, like, the church is being like, oh, the blood is evil. You probably shouldn't fuck around with it while they're experimenting with it. Sure. Like, the church government shit. And then it turns out they're the assholes. And, but, yeah, uh, it's just, it's like now, but in, it just replaced, like, Clark. Actually, the curse is just probably, like, the Native Americans, like, it's our curse. And, like, that's why, uh, the like, the blood that is used for powers is just nuclear weapons. Okay. Interesting. My brain's weird that I'm not, that I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most sober has Ben has ever been on the show. Well, you're not wrong. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, Bloodborne is going to happen like what uh, ten years before. Yep. Let's find out. Let's find out. And we're, we're back. back. Yay. 
dinosaur movie from when we were kids. And yeah. I got some Mormon <laughs> literature during the break. Yeah, we did. Like as soon as we stopped recording, too, I feel like they were waiting outside the door, listening to us, and they were like, "Okay, okay, they stopped talking. Now knock on the door." I feel it because, like, as soon as we stopped recording, yeah. they knocked on the door. There well, were... well, I was like, "Who is knocking on our door? Yeah, knocking and... on our door?" Oh my god! I thought Who it was Bleep coming back it? to get something she forgot. Yeah, same. But alas. It, it was wasn't not. that bleep. Yeah, no. All right, but yeah, this was a pretty good episode. I can't wait to talk about it. I agree. I'm pretty psyched. This episode was, I remember this episode pretty well. This was a better back to basics than the previous yeah, episode. Yeah, I feel like I agree. this episode should have been episode two, except for the fact that we they do call Ellen. Yes, they so needed to meet Ellen. They needed to meet Ellen, but... They should have met Ellen. Well, episode one was John dying, right? Yes. John died at the end, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, like the book. Uh. How many times can I make that joke <laughs> this season? Uh. <laughs> well, we are getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, First, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. we need, sorry. To, we need to sum it up. All right, so this episode opens in, I already forgot. It opens in like Red Mountain, Red Lodge, Red Montana. Red Lodge, yeah. Montana. You got um, there. Yeah, Blue Hotel, Montana. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like Sam and Dean, they're on Great the hunt. Cabin. They're getting reports of decapitations, mutilated cows. They go to investigate. Uh, they go into the town. They start looking around. They hit up a bar for some deets. That's where they meet a man named Gordon. After they sneak up on him behind the bar, mm-hmm. just throw his ass against it. Well, at first they find out that the two people who have been murdered. They were vampires. 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 Yes. And so he's giving them questions, like stuff like that. Uh, that's when he starts talking about their dad. Moving on a little bit. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. All right, lost my train of thought. They're talking about their dad. Talking about their dad. Starts like telling them how great of a guy he was. That's when they're like, hey, how about we go help you with this hunt? Stuff like that. He's like, I'm more of a go-to-alone type of guy. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, all right, well, let, let bygones be bygones here, I suppose. And so uh, that's when we see Gordon go to on the hunt by himself, like an idiot. And that's when, like, there's this short little fight between him and a vampire. He's starting to get his ass kicked by this vampire. And that's when uh, Sam and Dean show up, save the day. As they do. As, as they, they do. do. And Dean, like, ferociously, viscerally attacks this Poor vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuts his head off, gets those bonus blood echoes. Yeah, I was going to say, it really was like a bloodborne yeah. attack. There was blood everywhere. Fucking A. I mean, not like super everywhere, but it was like all over. It was kind of like, it's like someone kind of like dipped uh, some uh, straw in some blood and then blew it on <laughs> Dean's face. Or they like took a paintbrush and they like rubbed their yeah, finger. They, they just went yeah, like, they, went... they did that thing. They were like. Yeah, on a paintbrush. Yeah. It was like one of, like a squib malfunctioned in his face. Yeah. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. But I did think it was funny, like when like it first happens, there wasn't a whole lot of blood, and then when he turns back to like to camera four, yeah, then there's, there's more blood. There's more blood. Well, that's because he you know took some and was like dip 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 on my face. Yeah. Dip. You can take our lives, but you will never take our freedom. Well, actually, Uh, a lot of people don't remember this, but in 2006, Marie Claire did say that the number one fashion statement was the blood of your enemies. So, Dean was looking good. Hella fleek. Unlike some other people in this episode, full offense, Samuel. Yeah. The fucking shirt. 
Ugh. But anyways. Any hosels. So they save Gordon. Uh, Gordon's like, all right, well, shit, now i got to buy you a drink. And so they go. They start drinking. Uh, then they start getting like way too like into details, like way too specific with like like kills and celebrating their kills. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. Sam is very uncomfortable by this because mm-hmm. it seems to me that like Gordon and Dean are cut from the same cloth but different parts of it. Yeah. Like, uh, but so they have Dean are cotton. Sam's like a silk. That was the okay. There's a word. I'm just gonna roll past that. I would say right. I would say that Sam is like the fluffy inside of a pillow, Ooh. and Gordon is the outer, the outside of the uh, the outside of the pillowcase. Or it gets kind of rough, and then Dean is the inside that rubs up against the fluffiness. Ooh, that's pleasant. I would say like, <laughs> Sam and Dean are the scratchy part of Velcro, uh, and Sam is the soft part because uh, they need each other to work. Or, what material do they make trip pants out of? <laughs> Those were jeans. Yeah, were they? they? Yeah, no, they were no. like they were yeah. sort of. They weren't denim though. Yeah, well, like JNCOs were denim. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wait. Now they're, are they're trip working. pants Jinkos? They were a form of jinkos or a form of trip pants. I am losing my mind right are now. Are trip they pants jinkos or are jinkos trip they pants? Were, Wait. Yeah, they were super big like khakis and black like Is pants. Is this a situation where it's like, okay, Google. all trip pants are jinkos, but not all jinkos are trip pants? I think that's the case. Okay. Yeah. Because there are like denim jinkos. Denim jinkos. Wait, what? Those are not trip. These are trip pants. Oh, you're talking about like goth pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah goth yeah. pants. Let's see. Let's tap the second one. Hope you enjoy my mouth sounds as I sit there. They are $92. Yeah. Jesus. Christ Holy fuck. Crack. That has to be an inflation rate. I 100%. feel like they were not that expensive back then. 100% in the day. cotton. They were. Oh, okay. They weren't like, well, probably inflation. I used I remember to own them. some trip pants and they were not oh. that expensive. I feel like I feel like, like in the these? heyday of let me see. Look, I don't yeah, want to talk yeah, about it right now. Okay? I feel like in the heyday of trip pants there were maybe forty dollars. Yeah. Which is like a high end pair of pants. I bet they didn't come with all the chains and shit on them though, right? No, they did. The ones okay. I had had chains and shit. Oh yeah. Right. I did not have any trip pants. I mean not that I had any. Shut up. Don't talk to me. I didn't have just... any trip pants because my parents loved me. Yeah. Well see, my parents didn't, so there you go. All right. Anyways. Where was I? Trip pants over. Okay. So they're having like this celebratory drink after the kill. Sam is uncomfortable. Fun comfortable, if you will. And so that's when he decides to leave. Mm-hmm. And Sam, or uh, Dane throws him the keys and says, remind me to slap the buzzkill out of you the next time I see he you. He said beat. Yeah. Slap, beat. Slap, beat. Slap, beat. It's all... It's all violence. No, punch, kick, it's all in the mind. Okay, Bop It disagrees. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you slap when you're supposed to beat, you lose that game. You lose yeah. those points. It'll God, go. I am so funny tonight. It'll what go. the bah! fuck? Yeah. That's what Bop It sounds like. Wipe out. You passed me the creamer. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. All right, so they're having the, like, the drink. Sam is uncomfortable. Uh, he leaves. Sam th- or Dean threatens him. Which, hot. Yeah, it was kind of... Sm- I got a little hard. But, uh... <laughs> I just like making you uncomfortable over there. Mm. But, uh... Mm-mm. So Sam and Gordon continue with their drinking. 
They match quarters. Or Dean and Gordon. Dean and Gordon, sorry. They start uh, like matching quarters and shit. That means like they're both just going to pay them for their drinks. But uh, <clears throat> so Sam goes back to the motel. And he's having that same thing that happened to Gordon. He's like, oh shit, something's there. Looking around. Mm-hmm. Nothing's there. Then he lets his guard down. Bam! Something's there. Yeah. Gets smacked in the back of the head with a phone. Gets kidnapped, taken by the vampires back to their nest. Start having a conversation. Uh, Eli, the male vampire, uh, starts being like, hey, we need to kill him and move on with his shit. Lenore's like, no. There are hemorrhoids, dentures, and elastic waistbands on this cup. I just noticed that. Oh, yeah. Life begins at 60, my friend. That is the life begins at 60 cup. Yeah, so Lenore started saying, like, hey, look, we're like your vegan vampires. We only eat animal blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, we're not killing anybody. We're just doing what we have to do to survive, like the bare minimum. We're making do. Mm -hmm. We're trying not to hurt anybody, so please let us live. We're not hurting anybody. Yeah. And Sam's like, why should I believe you? And she's like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let you go. That's what she does. Yeah. They put the bag back on his head, take him back to the motel. And that's where we see Sam or Dean and Gordon continuing with their talk. And like Gordon's like, hey, we're of the same ilk. Your brother's not like us. He's a bitch. Uh, he doesn't want to kill anything. I hate him. Gordon, you know why you hate Gordon? No, I was saying Gordon hates Sam. Oh, yeah. But I know why I hate Gordon. Yeah. Because he sucks. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Any hoozle. So they come back. Uh, like Dan or Sam walks through the door. I don't know why I'm getting their names confused. And so Sam walks through the door and says, hey, uh, I need to talk to you outside, Dean. Alone. Mm-hmm. Start having a conversation. Like Sam is like telling about how like the veganism of the vampires, why we need to let them live, things like that, that they're actually okay people. They're all right. And like Dean is fighting him on it, being like, no, look, they're monsters. We kill monsters. We kill monsters dead. We put them in the ground. And like uh, Sam says, like, look, they're all right. They're not that bad. They didn't even put a mark on me other than the phone smash in the back of my head. And all the while we see Gordon mm-hmm. lurking in the shadows. Lurking. As Gordon is wont to do. Gordon is a lurker. And so we kind of hear Gordon leave. And, like, as soon as, like, the engine, like, pulls off, they realize, oh, hey, he's gone. Because uh, apparently at one point Sam hollers out that the the nest was on the other side of this long bridge at the end of, edge of town and stuff like that. Uh, and so they run inside to find the keys. He turns out he's taking the keys. And so off we are on, like, a race to get to the uh, vampire's nest first. But before Sam and Dean leave, they have to figure out where the farm is. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy to me that that Gordon still beat them there. Yes. Yeah. So much faster. Sam Sam basically like is just like I'm looking at a map, and he immediately is like, "Okay, I counted how many minutes it was. Yeah. I we turned down a road. Like mm-hmm. I felt this. I know where the ma- I know where the farm is. Yeah. Gordon, all Gordon knows is that he has to cross a fucking bridge, and mm-hmm. he is there immediately. Yeah. It's like he has a vampire radar, a vampdar. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Well, he does have a lot of experience with him, as we find out later on. But That's yeah, that doesn't mean you could smell him. I mean, well, you could, but I mean, like, find them immediately. So we cut to uh, Lenore packing up her truck. And then that's when she's like, kind of, something's not right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being watched. And she, she looks left. She looks right. Nothing's around. She shuts the truck. She looks around one more time. And that's when we turn back and bam, Gordon's right in her face. Smacks her up in the face. And then takes her inside, starts torturing her. Way too sexually for the CW back in the day, in my opinion. Mm. Or WB. So. Mm. Yeah. It yep. was uh, it was a sexy, bloody, was stabby weird. torture scene. Yep. So there's like cutting her with like dead man's blood, calling her a bitch. It was mm-hmm. weird. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Fun comfortable, as Ben would say. Yeah. Way too fun comfortable for me. Way too fun comfortable. Yeah. Anywho, so this goes on for like, because when we cut back, she's just covered in cuts all over her chest and arms and face. Mm-hmm. And that's when like Sam and Dean bust in. And, like, Gordon gives, like, them the spiel about everything. They're all monsters. Right. They all deserve, they're all evil. They deserve to die. Exactly. Like, way too, like, bringing way too much dualism into the life, I think. He's very calm with this discussion. He is, he basically, he says earlier in the episode, like, what I like about this life is that it's so black and white. Yeah. And Dean is like... There's no gray. Yeah, Yeah. there's no gray. And the minute he said that, I don't remember... I I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, anyone who says that everything is black and white automatically... Yeah, stop torturing the cat. Yeah, in the middle of our recording, Travis. It's really funny. It it does add like a bit of like ambiance. Yeah, because you hear something crashing in the background. (laughs) You're like, what could that possibly be? Are those the Mormons we kidnapped earlier? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, uh, they're currently It's just Travis being a dick to cats. By their ankles from the ceiling. I have questions. (laughs) All right, and those will be answered. Why is there a submarine in your book? All right, anyways. <laughs> but something I forgot to mention. I think it was before Sam gets kidnapped. She he calls Alan. Yes. And she's like and like as starts asking him about Gordon. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, he's a great hunter. And she he's like, yeah, we're with him on a hunt. Yeah, she's Alan's like, don't fucking do that. Yeah. He's an asshole. Don't work with him. He like let him be alone. Let sleeping dogs lie. Mm-hmm. And like stuff like that. And like how he's like very, I guess, toxic. Is the best way that she put it. He yeah. is. He. It's very clear. We were, we're gonna we're gonna finish summing this up and then go into more details. But it's very clear pretty early on in the episode that Gordon is bad news. Yeah. And you first get this hint, and Ben, you pointed this out when he's talking about John. Yeah. He's just like, what a great fucking guy. Whereas every other character that we've met who knows John is like, Ugh, fuck a, John. Yeah. What a dick. He yeah. poisoned my crops. He killed my <laughs> wife. <laughs> He spoiled the new Star Wars movie for me. <laughs> Seriously, fuck John. Like, and Gordon is just like, I fucking love this guy. He's also, um, like, in the beginning, you know, in the in the in the sum up in the recap, this is the line we always hear: saving people, hunting things, the yeah. family business. Yeah. Gordon says. I like to kill things. Killing, killing, killing. He specifically uses that word. He calls himself a killer way too much. He calls himself a killer. He's very comfortable with it. Yeah. And, like, 
hunting things. I'm actually of two minds on this because it is a euphemism. Like they are killing things. That is yeah. how that goes. And yeah. Some of those things are very people shaped. Um, however, by definition, how Sam and Dean find out about their jobs, yeah. those those monsters have to be killing people. Yeah. Right. They have to be terrorizing people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not always like deaths that they follow. It usually is, though. It usually Nine is. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Occasionally, it's a cattle mutilation, like we see here. But no, right. even then, you still had the two dead girls who'd been beheaded. Yeah. Right. So they're still following deaths. Like, but who was leaving the heads? I mean, they were. They wasn't the vampires. It, no, it well, was that Gordon. Is, it does follow things, but they're still. still yeah. They're still suspicious deaths. Right. Beheading after some cattle mutilation, you're going to be like, oh, raised eyebrow. No, unless you're the sheriff. I kind of yeah. want to finish the. Yeah, sorry. Let's finish well, the recap. I want to finish the recap before we cut back to this. But in the cold open. He uses a scythe. Yeah. Yes. That motherfucker never comes back up. I know. And that was a cool fucking scythe. I know. It, it only popped back up when they when they find out that Gordon's also a hunter and he pulls his, like, yeah, he, how, you know how every hunter has their secret weapons compartment. Yeah. He pulls it out. Built into s- their cool muscle car. Yeah. And you see the scythe <laughs> in, the, in the rack. Yeah. But that's it. I want one of those racks in my car. Ugh, yeah, girl, me too. Same. What would I put on it? Who knows? Dildos. Possibilities are endless. Yeah, that's what I. Would oh my god, supernatural Perry video where we're just like, <laughs> ugh, for the for the lesbian vampire hunters video I want to make now. <laughs> or it's just like, yeah, I've got my tools right here, and it's just like half knives, half dildos. It's <laughs> to kill a uh, lesbian vampire, you have to use a wooden butt plug. Wow! In my version, the vampires—it's a wooden strap. The lesbians are. (laughs) Oh, the lesbians are the hunters. Are the hunters, and they're killing vampires. Oh, okay. Who are also lesbians? Okay, so they're still lesbian vampires. Yes. So you still so the lesbian hunters kill the lesbian vampires with a wooden strap on. Okay, look, we're not making a porn. (laughs) We are now. Also, if you want to see lesbian vampire hunters, the porn, email us, podcast at gmail.com. All right. Please don't. Anyways, finishing the sum up. Give to our Patreon and we'll do it. The Patreon we don't have. Yeah, the Patreon we don't have. What if we do have a Patreon by this point? (laughs) Because this is going to be four months from now. All right. Not quite that long. Three and a half months from now. Yeah. Six months. This is probably going to be, this is going to be like March or April. Yeah. No, it's going to be May. Oh, that's right. So April or May. It's going to be May. Okay. Anyways, so, <laughs> so Sam, Sam and Dean find Gordon and Lenore. Yeah, they kick open the door. Uh, they're like, hey, uh, Gordon, what's up? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, nothing as he cuts her. And so that's when they kind of have this short conversation. Uh Sam, like, steps forward, being like, hey, let her go. That's when Gordon, like, grabs him by the throat and the arm and cuts his arm, holds his arm, holds Sam's arm above the girl and says, hey, uh, you know how these these things, these monsters say that they can be good and they, look, I'm going to show you what they really fucking are. He, like, holds his arm, like, kind of drips blood onto her face. Uh, her fangs pop out and she's obviously hungry. She's tired. She's beat. She's, like inches from death if that millimeters for our uk friends Mm -hmm. and then like she like is obviously like oh fuck i want this but then she reels the teeth back in and pulls back and puts her face down and says no no i do not need this to live kill me before you before i drink human blood i like just do that yeah and that's when like gordon loses his grip or loosens his grip sam like 
pushes him aside, uh, picks up Lenore. Gordon tries to make a move. That's when Dean pulls out his pistol and says, hey, bud, step the fuck back. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam takes Lenore to her vampire buddies, to the vampire, if you will. <laughs> vampire of one? Yeah. Vampire two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> and so that's when Sam or uh, Dean and Gordon have a lovely chat to chat. A little heart to heart, little little gun it's, gun to blade. They really they really come to an understanding really. where Gordon realizes the error of his ways, and I'm just fucking with you. They fight. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. they beat the shit out of each other. Fight, fight. fight. And then like because like Dane, he's got a pistol. Gordon's got a knife. Gordon stabs his knife into the table. Albeit cool, you're dulling the fuck out of that blade. Yeah, true. And it, so, but I mean, if you have a whetstone with you, it's fine. Yeah, but also true. Also true, but who has the time? Obviously, Gordon. Gordon. He doesn't have any other job. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. give a fuck. But so Dane takes the he takes the uh, magazine or the clip out of his out of his pistol, puts the pistol on the table, uh, and they start have a little uh, fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. They get a few strikes in, and that's when Gordon picks his knife back up, and Dane's like, "Fuck you! Yeah, come on, guy." That's when they like he beats the knife out of his hand, throws him into a dresser. They they beat they break all the furniture in this poor farmhouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was all beautiful. It didn't deserve this. That china irreplaceable. Some nanny is fucking flipping over in her grave, doing like backflips over mm-hmm. that shit. I agree. And then that's when Dean like finally beats Gordon like out of commission, and then he like carries him. He like picks him up and like holds him by the head, by the neck. Just like kind of just forcing him to walk and like playfully smacks his head into the wall, like not too hard, just enough to make the point. Mm-hmm. Ties him up into a into a chair and says, I may be like you, I may not, but you're the one tied up in the chair. Oh yeah. And that's when a few hours later it's sun up. That's when Sam comes back. They have a little a few more words with Gordon and tell him, like, look, all the vampires made it out safe, they're gone. We'll call somebody to let you and cut you loose in two or three days. How about that? Oh. And then Dane looks him longingly in the eyes and says, you know what? I just got one last thing I think I forgot to do. Just uppercuts Jordan right in the fucking jaw. Yeah, so satisfying. (laughs) That was awesome. That's the punch John didn't get, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so they leave. They're stepping out to the car. And Dane says, all right. I want you to clock me one in the face. This was great. <laughs> Sam's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, Dane's like, look, I'm not going to hit you back. I just need to get even with you. Just, just hit him in the face. Yeah, because earlier in the episode, Dean punched Sam. Yeah. It was a good solid hit. I really, like, Sam didn't sell it very well, but that was a solid punch. Because he's was. built like a fucking brick. Yeah, like, also that. That sound didn't ass- match the fucking, like, the reaction. Though. I assume his face, his cheekbones are made of steel. Yeah. All his hand is actually broken. Probably shit. His bone is ivory. Have you ever punched somebody in the face? Um, it hurts. It hurts like a son of a yes. bitch. Yeah, like your your like finger bones do not mesh well with face bones. Nope. Yeah, yeah. that's why you go for the jaw. Like, you know. yeah, right there. All yep. right, well, taking notes. Yeah, learn how to fight on Habcast. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be yep. anime fighting and booze. That's what this is. Gonna, that's what, that's this. what this whole podcast is. Yeah. In tangents. Hey. Yeah. Yep. Of which we are in one. <laughs> and Sam says, no, nah, man, I'm going to take a rain check on busting you in the face. That's for the slash fic. Ha. 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 
And then that's when they drive off into the sun's into the sunrise. sunrise. Yeah, sunrise. Yeah. It's like ten AM. <laughs> the sun's yeah. Lenore's had enough time to get away. <laughs> yeah, they just roll out. And then we end with a good guitar strum and uh, captions by Vitek. It was a lovely. I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I did as it well. It was good. I, I liked think... it. Like I said, this should have been episode two, and they somehow they somehow needed to incorporate Ellen at the end of episode one or somewhere in the beginning of this episode, or even yeah. in season one, or even in season one. Yeah, there's no reason why you can't have Ellen in season one because. Uh, the only reason that Ellen was in the clown episode was because they need... Well, the, the only reason the clown episode existed was because they needed to fill more time after meeting Ellen. Yeah. This is the problem with Supernatural every once in a while, is that they need to go from point A to point D. Yeah. And they have to jump through a few hoops to do that, and the hoops they choose to do it with aren't always real great. No. Yes, that is, yeah, that is unfortunately an issue with the show. But, thankfully, we can wash last week's episode out of our mouths with this much better episode. Yes, yeah. it really was. It even started with better songs. Like, mm-hmm. well, okay. They, black and, back in black is fine. So, the, there was the, uh, there was the, like, last time on Supernatural thing where it showed, like, John dying and meeting Ellen and... And doing all that, and Dean beating up the car. And also just general, like, here's what the show is about. Yeah, and here's general yeah. what the show is about. We save and people while, from um, family business. What is it? Wheel in the Sky? Wheel in the Sky keeps on turning. Okay, that's it. Which I actually yeah. don't hate. No, it's... It, I know you hate, hate Journey, but celebrate. it's one of the better Journey songs. All right, so here's, here's why I hate Journey. Uh, I played baseball in high school. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, you already know where this is going. Yep. Uh, Journey, uh, specifically Wheel in the Sky Keeps on Turning, was one of the, like, every ball field fucking plays that song. That's yeah. why I don't like Wheel in the Sky. That's why I don't like a lot of Journey songs. Mm, There's, like, one yeah. that I do like. I understand. I personally uh, would punch out somebody in the face if they were like, don't stop believing, because I hate that oh. yeah. song. I hate it but, so, uh, so much. But then they're back in the Impala and they play yeah. ACDC, which, I mean, ACDC is all right. They're back in the Impala and they play... Back in Black. Back in Black. Do they play the Back in Black? The color of the Impala. Do they play Back in Black anytime the Impala is back from being irreparably damaged? I don't much. know, but I feel like they, pay black and, they play Back in Black more than once. It I happens. feel like that's where most of the show's budget has gone to. <laughs> yes. No, most of, most of the <laughs> fucking budget was uh, its music and uh, getting replicas of that Impala. Oh, I bet. And, or, Moose for Sam's hair. You're not wrong. Which also, doubles as a pun. Okay. Sam's, oh my God. Sam's hair. Sam's, hair Sam's entire look this episode. Getting, Can we talk yeah, about Sam's this? whole look this episode was terrible. Was not great. Like, the shirt looked comfortable. The colors, if they were anything different, the I wouldn't have had such a problem. Great. It yeah. reminded me, it, like, can toothpaste, can toothpaste get old? Yeah. Yes. It reminded me of, like, old toothpaste. You know how you, like, like squeeze it out and there's the stripes in the toothpaste? And it fades. Well, it also and it just, fades. I don't know what was, I don't know what was in the water in the early 2000s. But nobody's clothes fit properly. No, it, it that was, was like a thing. That was no. a thing in the early 2000s. Yes. It was like loose, baggy clothing. Yeah. So his shirt 
it's not that it doesn't fit, but it's just not cut right for yeah. his frame, and yeah. it doesn't. There is a green shirt that Sam gets in later seasons that yeah. looks. It is a beautiful shirt, yeah. and every time Cher, Sam wears something like this, which just doesn't look right on him, and mm-hmm. is a hideous color, has a poor design. I'm just like, it's all right, Ari. That it, green shirt's a coming. It did look really comfortable, though. Like Ben said, like I have some shirts that I think don't look good on me, but they are comfortable. I just yeah. don't understand why. I get the flannel. However, the brown. The I I even get the brown, but Uh-oh. sometimes Sam wears like a nicer button up, like a button up that I would wear to a casual, like a work casual type place, yeah, yeah. or like a casual coffee meetup, yeah, with what, jeans, like the snap buttons, yeah, like a, yeah. and I'm just like, why would you do physical murder labor in that? I mean, that's generally most of my wardrobe is like button up or button down shirts. But you don't do physical murder labor. I don't do physical murder labor, but I'm in kitchens all the time. That's true. And it's really not conducive for kitchens, but that's what I wear, so. I just feel like people need to wear t-shirts all the time. That's dumb. That is mm, dumb. Like I don't wear t-shirts. black t-shirt on it's, Sam. Like, let me put it this way. <laughs> no one expected Patrick Bateman of American Psycho to be dressed up that nice and to be murdering folks. That's true. Because no one murders anybody. And oh, like, you mean to tell me that Sam and Dean aren't just dressed out in flannel and ratty jackets because they're trying to hide themselves as murderer? Good fucking job, guys. Good well, fucking like, job. Well, what I'm saying, like the, when they wear like the nice flannel. Like, I'm just saying. If I, I would be, not kill somebody in this shirt I'm wearing right now. I wouldn't kill somebody. I would. Well, I wouldn't kill somebody at all. But, I mean. I, I don't believe that. You know what? Good point. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like if I'm going to be traipsing around the woods, chasing down vampires, I'm not going to be like my nicest button up, my nicest, ugliest button up. That's why he's wearing the brown shirt. Yeah. I don't think that was his nicest button up. It was his comfortable button up. True. True. And then we also have to talk about Sam's hair. That's his laundry day button up. Ooh, yes. Yeah. We have to, I'm sorry. I have to get this out of the way before we start the episode. Yeah. Can we please talk about Sam's hair? Yeah. I've, it's only going to get worse, mm-hmm. right? It gets better. Yeah, I mean, it gets better, but it gets worse before it gets better. I yeah. would say... I've grown my hair out like that. It looks terrible. I would say season eight. He's... Really gets good. Oh, good. So I have to wait fucking 700 years before <laughs> yeah. I can see Sam's really good hair. See, as every guy learns when they grow their hair out, there's this stage... Where it starts like getting past your ear, but it's not really to your shoulders. Oh, it's the worst stage. It looks terrible. It does not look good. Um, it also doesn't help that Sam has decided to part his hair down the middle. Yeah, which gives him these like curtain fringe, these like yeah. curtain bangs mm-hmm. that kind of like I don't know how to describe Basically, it other they, like, than swoop. Yeah, it's like a swoop. It reminds me of like a seventeen hundreds. Like Frenchmen, yeah, in the you know royal court, yeah, like except it's not a white powdered wig because mm-hmm. he's got like a little like little peekaboo swoop, yeah, <laughs> and then his hair is like curling in around. It's just ah, yeah, it, it's kind of ah. like a it, it's a bowl cut gone unmaintained. And I feel like yes, that is a good way to say it, except without the bangs, yeah. And I feel like. Dean's look is very classic. I feel like with Sam, they were just like, we don't know what he want. We want him to look like. Yeah. So we're just gonna throw things on him until yeah. it sticks. Well, was it was it Jared Pedalecki's idea to grow his hair out? I mean, I don't know. 
It's all. It was all. It's every guy. Like most likely, they were like, "All right, so most of what your wardrobe is going to be your choice." And so he's like, "There was probably like, do whatever the fuck you want with your hair," because that's probably that was not something that they were really like worried about was his hairstyle. Yeah. And they were like, "Do whatever the fuck you want as long as you don't look like an idiot." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I think Jared Padalecki is a handsome man. Oh yeah, he looks good. He but looks good. The hair. Yeah, that hair. But he's like, there's like something that else like really fits the character though is how much his hair changes because he's learning who he is as a person. True. Yeah. And that's and part also, of it. Also, I imagine being on the road and stealing money from people, you're not exactly going to the nicest salons. No. You that's don't, true. You're either cutting your own hair or you're paying some cheap motherfucker that you find in and put it down to do Yes. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just something we're going to have to deal with for a couple of years. Yeah. Eventually, you get to a point where you're just like, this is fine. This is fine. Well, and I feel like Sam's hair was also like of the time. Like that, that hairstyle was pretty in. I think yeah. season one Sam hair was of the time. Yeah, season season two was not. Okay, no, it was of the sixteenth century. Ah. Yeah, or the eighteenth century. Excuse me. Anyway. Anyways. Any, any Uh But yeah, now that we have that elephant in the room. Out of the room. Yeah. Let's talk about the best character in this episode. Yeah, the sheriff. That fucking sheriff. Oh, my God. But as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, this guy is great. He has Uh, this big mustache. I wish he had been the one-time woman. Yeah. (laughs) He was. He kind of was. Um, Yeah, well, I wish he had been in the episode more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was really great. So this guy had the most beautiful handlebar mustache. He really amazing. did. And he's interviewing Sam and Dean. And he's like, all well, right. Sam and Dean are interviewing Yeah, Sam and Dean are interviewing him about the murders and the cow mutilation. And he's like, cool, get out of my office. Yeah. And then Sam and Dean are like, but what about the cows that are being mutilated? And the sheriff's like, what, what? the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? And they're like, well, what if Satan, what if it's a satanic ritual? And the sheriff's like, Okay. <laughs> This is the only sheriff on the planet who was not taken in by satanic panic in the 80s. Yeah. He was like, that is not a thing. Yeah. I I am an atheist sheriff (laughs) who uses my critical thinking skills. I fucking loved him. Yeah. Well, he was like, icy cows split open on the daily. So (laughs) we're not worried about that. Yeah. First of all, gross. He describes how cows get split open and their innards run to the ground like in great detail. Yeah. Most likely. Almost as if he's the one doing the mutilating. Most likely he grew up on a farm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, he's in the middle of nowhere, Montana. Of course he grew up on a farm. Red Lodge. Montana is cowboy country. Yeah. Yes. Gay of cowboy country. (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. They have clear lakes. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, But, yeah, this sheriff was amazing. I... And then he's like... um, Where... What... Newspaper, did you guys work for again? And Sam <laughs> well, they, and Dean did not decide on that yeah. before they went in. You always got to have your backstory. You got to have your backstory. Before you go straight. in. But they were like, what, Weekly World News is what they said? Or like New Daily Week? Or weekly it's, week? Yeah. Uh, they basically were like, uh, it's, uh, it's a newspaper called I'm a Liar, uh, not yeah. a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a part of the uh, fake week. All they had to do is be like, USA Today. Yeah. Nobody's going to call and check Pe- on USA Today sources. People Nobody magazine. gives a shit. Yeah, people. Or like a tabloid. Be like National Enquirer. Yeah. Done. What's, what is it? The Weekly World News that's the shitty one? 
I don't know. Possibly. What, oh, what's the crazy one from? I, uh, that's what I mean. Like it's supposed to be like with the like Dracula kid. Oh. Shit on it. What's the crazy one from New York that John Mulaney talks about? I don't know. I think that is Weekly World. News. No, I think it's like the New York Post or something. Yeah, New York, <laughs> New York something. Yeah, something like that. It's something like that, but they're they have this like weird style of writing. Uh, but yeah. I will say, I um, uh, fun fact, a little little fun fact. Uh, the original conceit for the show was actually about a reporter who goes around and solves supernatural crimes, and ah, not two brothers. Okay. Yeah. So what could have been? Oh, we also get another little. We get a little Easter egg. Uh, they go to get like the guy who's there to guard the morgue i don't know uh-huh. this doctor to be like hey this doctor's in town and he needs you in his office stat his name is manners the name of one of the producers kim manners mm. ah okay yeah so nice i think eric kripke is the one name of a uh, exit executive that doesn't pop up as a character in the show as i mean like a mainstay yeah because bobby singer robert singer right yeah, yeah. um Oh, can we also talk about the scene where, like, they find out that the girl who's been murdered is a vampire? Yeah. First of all, great uh, Silence is... of the Lambs yes. references. Yes. Um, that, that and me- also, I loved how uncomfortable Sam was. And Dean, because they kept, like, passing, trying to pass it off on each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like Sam was even more uncomfortable. Yeah. Because Dean was at least like, okay, fine, I'll open the box for you. But then Sam was just like, uh, no, dog, no. Sam was like, ooh, no. gross. I don't want to, I don't want to stick my hand in the mouth of a head. I would take off of a person if I thought they were a vampire. Yeah. I will say this. Um, I thought that it was a little contrived, right? Because they have to yeah. get it from. They have to like get Sam's hand in this vampire lady's mouth so that they can see the fang holes. Yeah. And it felt very like. Dean was like, hey, maybe we should look in her mouth to see if something was stuck in there. Yeah. Well, well, maybe it's down her throat. And that was like, this has never come up before. It feels like you just need to get from point A to point B. Well, I mean, if you've watched Silence of, Silence of the Lambs, you know that's where the moth is. Oh, yeah. They make reference to that, but it just feels weird that that... Yeah, well, if like you're what like, monster is if that? you're like Dean, who I assume on his off time just watches '80s movies all the time. Well, well you Silence of the Lambs from the '90s, but still, it would still be something he would be interested in. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. It just feels kind of like it is contrived. It's a bit. It's a titch like contrived. Well, they were yeah. like, how do we make him do this? It didn't feel. Here's how I decide if something is contrived or not. Is the writer looking for an excuse, or is this something the character would actually do? Would yeah, the character yeah. make a Silence of the Lamb reference? Yes. But would he be like, oh, we need to stick my fingers down somebody's throat? I don't I don't think so. Well, he wasn't really sticking her down the throat. He was just like, hey, let's look inside the lip. No, he stuck. Sam was, he was yeah. like, get oh, in that oh, throat, yeah. Sam. Yeah. Get in that throat. <laughs> that, <laughs> go step deep. That thrusty. <laughs> <laughs> Get in that throat. Oh, I also have a note that says, Dean, put your dick in a car. And I don't remember why I wrote that, but I did write it down. It oh, was... because he was talking about having his car fixed up? Oh, yeah, yeah. And was Sam like, was like, you guys want a room? Yeah. <laughs> Get a room? <laughs> um, yes. Um, 
So do you guys want to spend some time talking about Gordon? Yeah, so Gordon was an asshole. Just from top to bottom. Yeah. And so Sam called Ellen, and Ellen was like, don't hang out with this guy. He's a shit. And you can see, like, right after that scene, it cuts back to Gordon and, and Dean. And Gordon is, like, immediately manipulating Dean into this whole, like, hunting is black and white thing. We're the same. Yeah. You Hunters have this hole same. inside of you. See, it's crazy to me that Gordon is very much a loner and wants to be alone, but how hard he tried to push Dean into being like, yeah, we need to work together. Well, I yeah. think I think what has happened is I don't think Gordon, I mean, it's possible that he does want to work alone, right? Because yeah. he seems like a, and again, this isn't a term I throw around lightly, a psychopath. Maybe he got a murder yeah. boner from how Dean killed a vampire? Oh, it was yeah. very intimate. Absolutely. This is Dean's most intimate kill because he is right there. He takes off this vampire's head. Oh, gets yeah, the blood 100%. On the face. Yeah, but I think that Gordon would work with other people, but hunters are connected. He says, you know how hunters talk. Yeah. And Dane and Sam, who have been sheltered from the rest of the Hunter Network, are like... Are like, what? No, I do not know how hunters talk. Yeah. Right? So that's probably like, one, okay, these guys are cool to hang out with. Yeah. Because, because they, they haven't don't... heard that I'm a shitbag. Yeah. Yeah. Because if Ellen is immediately like, oh, no, 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 don't hang out with him. Yeah. Then it's probable that every other hunter, it's gotten through the grapevine that, like, Gordon is bad news. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why I think he puts on the I work alone thing is because I'm not I'm not being rejected. He's a smarter version of John because, like, John would, like, just be shit until people left. Yeah. Yeah. He left first. Yeah. Well, I think the difference between John and Gordon is that John does care. Yeah. yeah. John would still... Here was the big difference between, like, even as an asshole, John still saved people. Yeah, he still... And I think that's you, still you were like, John... Or Gordon, obviously, does not care about the saving people aspect. Right. He only cares about killing monsters, almost specifically vampires. Yes. Yeah, because he killed his sister. Like, he, he already had yes. the reason why yeah. he was in it. He already had his revenge. Yeah, why also is he still the, going after? The whole, like, oh, I killed my sister thing. I saw that coming. Oh, it was, yeah. well, it like, was kind of set up as a reveal. Because in the conversation that Dean and Gordon are having Like, I know it was supposed to be a reveal. Yeah. But it was a really weak reveal. Because was... like, when he was explaining it to Dean in the bar, I was like, okay... His sister got turned into a vampire and he had to kill her. Yeah. And then, you know, 20 minutes later in the episode, it's like, oh, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. If it had been a different monster, I think it would have been a better reveal. I yeah. agree. Oh, yeah. And also, this episode is a titch heavy-handed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> a it's, little... like, it's like canned ham heavy-handed. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember watching this for the first time and what I thought exactly. But I like to think at, you know, 1415 that young Ari was smart enough that the minute they were like, this world is black and white, that I would have been like, oh, I bet they're going to figure out that it's not black and white. Yeah. That yeah. there are shades of gray and everything. Yep. Um, but yeah, so there's this conversation. There's at least 50 of them. Yeah. <laughs> and they are sexy, sexy grace. Wait, actually, there's 150, right? Because there's three books. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 150 Shades of Grey. I, I think 50 Shades of Grey should have been a slash pick from the X-Files. Uh, <laughs> got it. Um, 
So there's this conversation when when Dean or Gordon are having the we're cut from the same cloth conversation. Yeah. Gordon, Dean is like, how'd you get into the biz? And Dean tells this story about how he's finding this monster that I don't remember the name of. He doesn't say what it is. Yeah, he doesn't Okay, say. he's finding this monster. He and his dad take it out. Sammy's in the car. Dean's 16. And he has this moment where he's like, oh, God. Other 16-year-olds, I'm not like other girls. Yeah. Other 16-year-olds <laughs> my age are worrying about pimples and going to prom. And here I am looking at this crazy shit that like nobody else is going to experience. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's where Dean really is like, this is my life now. This is what I'm doing, and I love it, right? Yeah. Gordon says, and that's where you decided to embrace the hunter life. Yeah. So then Dean's like, turnabout's fair play. Tell me your you know, tale, sighs, and woes. Mm-hmm. And Gordon says... I was about 18, or I just turned 18. A vampire breaks into my house, is attacking my sister. I try to save her, and he throws me up against the wall. When I come out, uh, when I come back, or when I come back to, vampire's gone. My sister's gone. Mm. Yeah. Which was like, notice he said gone and not dead. Yeah. Right? Mm hmm. Um, and you know, obviously I couldn't explain that to my family. So, so I hightailed it out of there. Yeah. Hightailed it out of there. I tracked down that vampire and I killed him. Yep. Got my revenge from that fang, which is kind of like a slur. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I always find like slurs in, you know, character lore. Interesting. Like right. that, like mud blood from Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, cause it, it just makes the whole lore and world feel more cemented. Yeah. Yes. Because it's that thing where it's like it's so familiar to these people that they start calling it other things other than a proper vampire. Nothing. Like, oh, that's a fang. Nothing makes a world feel more real than prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that too. Because <laughs> uh, there's so much of it in ours. Okay. Um. So, and then it gets revealed when they're trying to convince Gordon not to kill Lenore. Sam Dean's like, hey man, the thing that killed your sister deserved to die, and we get that. And Gordon's like, that the vampire didn't kill my sister. The vampire turned my sister into a vampire, and I killed my sister. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like this dun dun dun. And I think that it is, but it's not because it, it is. didn't. Yeah. I, I feel like it didn't. I, I feel like we're all. I mean, you guys are ingrained in the show enough to know stuff like that. And I feel like just in general, we know enough about like show writing and stuff that it wasn't, it was pretty obvious to us. Well, it's like going back. Oh, this is going to be like way too much praise for the show. Uh, It's like going back to Shakespeare and complaining (laughs) about tropes. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, this is when like, sure. There were times before this when shit like this happened, but this is when it really got more like, mainstay and like really into the mainstream tropes like this well and i think the reveal is not that the sister was a vampire and that gordon killed her i Mm. think the The, reveal reveal is is that that gordon Gordon, doesn't care yeah Yeah. gordon doesn't care that he like killed his sister yeah Mm. because and we talked i talked about this last season in one of our opening sections where like even if i don't find it realistic to where, like, you could kill somebody, even if they totally deserve it, and just be totally fine with that, even if it's right. self-defense. Well, doesn't, isn't that a thing with Dean in the first yes. season? Yeah, Dean kills... He kills someone, right? Like a human. Yeah. Ah, what Was it from the uh, Redneck episode, was it, that he killed one of the guys? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. 
That sounds right. God, something happens. I don't know. He kills somebody and he's like, oh, I feel uncomfortable with this. Yeah. Even in the... We should remember this better. Okay. Um, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, we do these episodes and then we discard it away. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We got a lot to go. Um, but like, uh, yeah. So the fact that Gordon, like Dean killing a stranger, he feels some remorse for that. Yeah. Just because the stranger's a human being. Uh-huh. Right? And true, he doesn't necessarily feel that with a monster. Mm-hmm. But he does, at the end of the episode, have a moment where he's like, God, what if we've killed hundreds of monsters that are just trying to live their lives and not hurting anybody? Yeah. Like, uh, well, not like the Wendigo. He no. was hurting people. Yeah. But yeah, well, and I don't think I don't think they've killed that many monsters who are not hurting people because mm-hmm. literally how they find the monsters is by yeah, researching suspicious deaths. Yeah, yeah, that's how they find is by people being dead. Right. But um, we do. So we do have that moment with Dean later, that kind of epiphany. But like Gordon killed his sister. Yeah. His sister. And then felt nothing. And then was fine because, because she wasn't human. Yeah. His rational his rationale for that was, oh, it wasn't her anymore. Yeah. She's already dead. Yeah. Even though we see you can be turned into a vampire and still keep your basic personality. Oh, yeah. That's what I think absolutely happens is you're just a vampire. It's like being a vampire in Skyrim. Yeah. You're still who you are. Yeah. You're just... Just have a bloodlust. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will Which say... I, I feel like this episode was called Bloodlust, not because of the vampires, but, but because, because of Gordon. Gordon. <gasps> yeah. Dun, dun, dun! Wah! Oh, can we talk about the fact that um, this happened three fucking times in the episode? The, oh, I feel like I'm being followed, but yeah. it's fine. Just getting attacked! <laughs> Literally three, three times because it happens it, in the cold open yeah. with the vampire girl who's being chased. Yes, she's like hiding behind a tree and she's like, "Is it safe?" Mm-hmm. It is. Just kidding, Gordon's there. Yeah, and, and then it again happens with Gordon or with Sam. Yeah, no, it happens with Gordon. Yeah, that Sam, too. Sam and Dean do it to Gordon. Oh yeah, that's true. It happens four fucking times. Yeah, and then with Sam. Yeah, when he's like, "Is somebody following me while I'm getting the soda outside of my hotel room?" No, yeah. and then with Lador. Yeah. Four times. Four fucking times. Which, by the way, that last scene, Travis made us watch, like, four times. (laughs) This was amazing. In this scene, so Lenore is, like, packing stuff up in her car, and she's like, something suspicious is going on. And then... She, like, looks around like five times. Gordon pops up. By the way, right behind her, how did he sneak up on her? How? I was about to say something very racist. (laughs) Wow. Oh, also Gordon's black. Don't know if yeah. you mentioned that. But, He's the second of prominent black characters yes. and is evil. So but good so job, Supernatural. When Lenore, when Gordon pops up behind Lenore and Lenore t- turns around and sees him, it plays like the cheapest, like, buckum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I rewound it like four times to listen to it again. It made- because I love audio jokes and that is like an audio joke to me is like wouldn't it be great if we put in this stupid cheesy sting when the <laughs> guy so pops bad. up it should have just been the alert sound from Metal Gear Solid 1 oh, so good um, Ring. it uh yeah so that happened four goddamn times by the fourth by the third time when Sam was in the hotel room <laughs> and he was just like oh I'm safe I was like fuck 
these people are deserve to die. They're goddamn idiots. They are. Is everyone idiots. deaf in yeah. this episode? Yeah, apparently I deaf also, and blind. Also, I appreciate the fact that. Lenore was like, we're sending you back. Not a scratch on you. Sam took a goddamn telephone to the head. Yeah. He should be he talking took, in mush right he now. He took like a 2006 landline phone to yeah. the head. Yeah. Not Some, like a cell phone. Yeah, someone didn't slap him with an iPhone 10 <laughs> no. plus or something. No. Which I feel uh, like. iPhone you, X, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I feel like it, like if, like the fucking like iPhone 6 plus. It went plus, bring. The phone went bring. Yeah, well, bring because it still had bells in it. Yeah. yeah. Man, remember when phones had bells in them? Oh, yeah. That's why they called him Ma Bell. Yeah. I actually don't know if that's true. Did you ever have to use a rotary phone? Yes, yes. actually. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember old. seeing a rotary uh, phone for the first time, and I was like, what the fuck? I was just like, the entire time I was just like, <laughs> Sam should be drooling on the floor right now. Yeah. Like, he was unconscious for a while, like... He should be D.E.D. dead. Yeah. He shouldn't be dead, but his brain should no, be damaged. A vampire, but that's a trope. A vampire yeah. hit him with like a 20-pound phone. Yeah, vampires <laughs> who are stronger than people. Yeah. Not like, 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 not like demon strong, but still, vampire strong is still pretty fucking strong. Yeah, it's yeah. still stronger than a human. Yeah. Sam got some good punches on. Yeah. Speaking of punches, Dean punched Sam. Yeah. Right? A few times. Yeah. Because uh, it happens. No, wait. He only punches him once. I thought it was like, no, nah, yeah, it is once. Yeah. It's a solid punch, though. Yeah. It it sounded like a good connect. Mm-hmm. But. It, um, I think the reason why it felt so solid, yeah, was because of the sound. Yeah. Um, although Sam just pops back up and is like, I'm fine. I take punches to the face all the time. Yeah. This episode is really about foreshadowing. Is it? Yeah. yeah very fucking much very so. Very so. Uh. The whole, what? like, black and white, the killing of sister. It's, I really wish we could talk about it more. Yeah, which but we can in a couple of episodes. And in a very ambig- very ambiguous way, we can say the black and white, the enjoying of murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we are... The murdering monsters at all costs. No care or thought as to who they are as individuals. Yeah. I will say this... I feel like we can say this This is not going to be the last time we see Gordon. Well, I mean, I oh, figured Oh, yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, he okay. comes back. This yeah. season, in fact. Yeah. So... He... I will say you're going to love what happens to him. Yes. Oh. It is satisfying. Mm. Is it as satisfying as Elder Tagoro? Yes. <laughs> in Yu Hakusho. Oh my god. Elder Gora's yeah. death, by the way, you fucking, very satisfying. You fucking led me on with that shit so much. I really did. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay, hold on, sidebar. Okay, so Elder Tagoro's this character who is essentially becomes immortal by the end of the series. And, spoilers for Yu Hakusho. And um, he, he's called Elder Tagoro because he's the Elder Tagoro brother. There's two of them. But he's the smaller one. He's he's very tiny and he's very sadistic. And he's such a dick. Yeah. Like you want him to suffer. Yeah, like, he's he, a dick. Imagine if like a, what the T-1000 or like the T-2000 from Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy that was pretty much liquid metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if he had a really shitty personality and was way too sadistic. Yeah. That's kind of what he's like. Like he can regenerate yes. like anything. And yeah, he can regenerate. If he, if any of him is still exists, he can regenerate from it by the yeah. end of the series. He is OP. 
So he dies several times, and then he keeps coming back. And every time, I would be like, he's really gone now. Yeah, I know. He's really gone. And Travis would be like, oh, thank God. What a satisfying death for that guy. Like, fuck him. <laughs> no, and then the he'd first come time, back. The first time wasn't satisfying. Oh, yeah. The first brother time... just kind of spikes him into the ground. Is like, yeah, you're and, done. Yeah. So I wasn't like, he. Co- I, I was like, he does come back from that. But then the second time he died... I was like, that's really it. That's the end. Yeah. And then he came back again. Yeah, and I was like, (laughs) fuck off. Yeah, so Gordon's fate is as satisfying as the Elder of Degoro's fate. Okay, cool. At least to me. It felt like a massage. Nice. When I saw that episode. Uh, Sometimes Supernatural gets things right, and sometimes they do things that are like... It's poetic. Dear God, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. But But this episode is definitely in the right. Yeah. Um, even though, again, the themes are titch heavy handed. Well, I think like they have forty five minutes. That's less. true. I don't know. I just I felt like they have sewn together the the internal conflict and the external conflict better. Yeah. I really here's what I want. I want Netflix to buy Supernatural. And Netflix huh. is like, hey, Go just fill up an hour. Oh my god! Go nuts with it, and then Supernatural never has to end because Netflix owns it. Yeah, I would love that. Oh, Jesus Christ! I still it say sounds like a goddamn nightmare. I still say that they should cut off Supernatural at three hundred sixty-five episodes. Yes, good and then idea. have an extra bonus episode just in case it's a leap year. <laughs> And they um, only play that one episode every four years. Yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's the French mystery. Like a Christmas special. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, also. Except it's a leap year special. Just finishing my. What year is the, What season is the Christmas special? Do you remember? Three. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, season three is like my least favorite, favorite season. Oh, man. But anyways. Can't um, wait to get to that. There's this point. It's very clear that Gordon is just like, fuck Sam from the go. Um, but he keeps saying, like, Sam's different from us. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. He's like your mom when you won't take a sweater. When it's oh, too cold yeah. out. Uh-huh. It's fine. You're just going to get pneumonia. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. Sam just doesn't want to recklessly murder beings. Whatever. Yeah. Like, but he, he, Gordon and Dean are in the hotel or the motel and Dean's like, yeah, where is Sam? And Gordon's like, car's still here. Might have taken a walk. Looks like the kind of guy who would take a walk. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> how did you turn taking a walk into an in? <laughs> Looks like the kind of guy who worries about his heart yeah. and is into cardio. Like, how did you do that, Gordon? Looks like oh, the type man. of motherfucker that eats all his leafy grains. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, taking a walk is pretty fucking gay. So <laughs> walking is actually queer uh, culture. Wa- uh, walking is queer culture. <laughs> walking is queer culture. You uh, look like the type of asshole that pours milk on his cereal. Uh, what a dick. <laughs> I love this. You look like the type of son of a bitch that uses a turn signal before he turns. You dick. You <laughs> before he even presses the brakes. Like you look like the type of person who says thank you, you <laughs> sick bastard. You look like you give good tips at restaurants even when you get shitty service. Because you understand that sometimes servers had bad days and they're dependent on this for their money and rent. You look like the type of asshole that opens the door. Like, you only open it when somebody's, like, at a reasonable distance from you. Yeah, you don't just open it when they're halfway down the street, and then you have to wait for them to catch up, and it just makes everything super awkward, and the other person feels like they have to jog, but they don't like jogging. Yes. 
You look like the type of asshole that gives that tells people to have good shifts whenever you leave a store. Here's the thing. <laughs> Gordon is such a dick that I seriously could imagine a situation where he was just like, opposite day, all normal rules of society go out the window. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. And that's every day for him. <laughs> yeah. he, like, you know when you like you just cut loose in Grand Theft Auto, like you save. Oh, and yeah. And you just start murdering everyone. Yep. Yeah, that's Gordon. That's yes. how he lives every moment of his life. Yes. God damn. He's so calm when he's torturing Lenore. It's very unsettling. Yeah. Because he walks in and Sam and Dean are like, okay, what if we chill, chill out? And Gordon's like, I'm chill. I'm totally fine. Murder stripes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Murder stripes. Hey, I strapped up Lenore to match your shirt, Sam. Oh, God. You know those memes where they'd rename animals? Yes. I feel like Murder Stripes is what we should call tigers now. Oh, Murder Stripes. Murder Stripes. <gasps> and zebras are uh, L- gentle stripes. Life stripes. Life stripes. Fruit stripes. <laughs> Fruit stripes. Fruit stripes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like the gum. Oh, man. I wish that flavor lasted longer. Yeah, I know, right? So, um, what else do we have to say about this episode? I feel like we had... A- oh! Their dad. Their dad. John died at the end of episode one, oh, season like the two. Book. Yeah, how many times can you say that in this episode? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to see. I'm going to go for the record. Um, Finish your drink every time Ari says. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't. You'll um, die by the end of this season. Now I can really kill somebody. Uh, <laughs> but, um... So, uh, but he's still very much present in the, you know, Sam and Dee's life. Right, yeah. Particularly with Dean. This this episode's really about Dean. Yeah, it um, really is. It's Dean's story. He learns to be less of a dick. Well, you've probably had somebody close to you die. All of my families are immortal. Really? And my friends. Really? Y'all are both immortal now. Yeah, well, I'm a cyborg, so. Like, you haven't had, like, a, like a grandparent? No, I have. I'm okay, kidding. okay. No, I have met people... That have nobody in their family has died, and it's always weird because they've never had to experience death. Not even like their dog or anything? Yeah, not even that. Whoa. That's an extremely lucky person. Yeah. And I've got some bad news from them. Yeah, in like five or six years. Yeah, let's say it's all downhill from here. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 is going to be a rough year. They've reached peak life. Yeah, just because, like, even though someone's dead doesn't mean they still aren't. Like, they're the, the present. Be, even with even with like just all you have of them is a void. Yeah, it's oh, still yeah. something with you. Yes, and very much Dean talks about like he's putting on this brave face for Sam, which Sam's an adult, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's putting on this brave face for Sam, and he but he feels this hole where his dad has left. He's always had to protect Sam. Yes, and so he's going to do no matter what it takes, no matter what detriments it causes himself. I agree, and that's not totally on Healthy. him. It's well. It's not totally healthy, of course. Yeah. But it's not totally on him. His damn. It's his damn. His dad. His ooh, damn Florida dad. Slept. Yeah. Um. His dad. You know. Put that on him as a child. Like you have to yeah. protect Sammy. You have to protect Sammy. Oh. Um. But you know. Uh. Sam is an adult, and you have to be able to talk these things over with him. You just can't pretend. Yeah. And yeah. Sam sees through it. So not only is he pretending, but he's doing a bad job. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Dean Dean had some growing to do, which he thankfully did do in this episode. Like mm-hmm. he realizes I think Sam is more grown than Dean realizes. I agree. Yeah. Which will actually that's a conflict that continues through the show. Yeah. Oh, I wrote down this episode is just so good but so frustrating and we can't really talk about this, but there's this lesson learned that like not everything is black and white. 
That's people the, can change. That's part of the heavy handedness of this episode. It is. But yeah. what's so frustrating is that about, I don't know, six seasons from now, Dean is going to have forgotten that lesson. <laughs> no. Really about two seasons from now, Dean is going to have forgotten that lesson. No, next episode. Yeah, gonna ne- for- hold on. Two seconds from now. <laughs> it's just so fresh. One of my least favorite TV show things, because we have to continue the show, is everything goes back to status quo. Yeah. Which sometimes works on comedies where the, sh- the characters are supposed to be bad people anyways. Right. Right? Like, Cartman never learns his lesson, and that's fine. I don't care. But Supernatural is not a comedy. Or at least not a straight comedy. No. And it's certainly not one where its protagonists are framed as terrible people. Yeah. Notice I said framed as. Um, So Dean should have learned this lesson by now that, like, things aren't black and white. You know, sometimes monsters can be the good guys. Well, And he just promptly fucking forgets it. Unless it's convenient for him. Because it was ingrained into him from John that monsters are bad. I know, but it's just frustrating to see him learn over and over again. And watching the show a few times, having to go through those over and over again. Right. Or not learn and have him, like, you know, not learn the lesson and have him face the consequences for that. Except, oops, there aren't any consequences because things have to go back to status quo. Yeah. Uh... I'm thinking about an episode from season seven that I don't like. That's what I'm thinking about. I just uh, hate this episode. Oh, you but mean... yes, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but overall, great episode. Yeah. Um, let's get into some Freak of the Week. Let's do it. Freak of the Week. It's freak of the Week. So we know things about vampires, right? Yeah. We get a general. They suck blood. They're sexy monsters that suck blood. Vampires were the forefront of media for a while. They so really were. I feel like everyone kind of has a good idea about vampires you know these how, days. Like people were obsessed with ninjas for a while. Yeah. And pirates. Mm-hmm. Zombies. Zombies. Vampires for in angels back in the 90s. Yeah. Vampires definitely got that treatment. Vampires yeah. got their heyday. Mm-hmm. And one thing that all those vampire adaptations had in common is that all all the vampires in them were sexy. Yes. And sympathetic. Sexy, sympathetic vampires. Sexy, sympathetic. Sexathetic vampires. Would yes. you say that Lenore was sexy or Eli for that matter? Lenore is played by Tara from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ah. One half of the lesbian power couple, <laughs> Willer. Okay. So, yeah. I would say she's sexy. Fair enough. Well, you and even know, if she's not sexy, she's definitely sympathetic. You know yeah. how much of Buffy the Vampire Vampire Slayer I've seen. Exactly. Zero percent of it. Same. Well, I'm here to tell you, she's fucking fantastic. Cool. But that's beside the point. Yeah. The point is, is that most vampires, and in Supernatural, because the last vampire episode was a sexy vampire. I will give you that 97, per, well, currently 97% of like media produced that has vampires in it these days, mm-hmm. the vampires have to be aesthetically pleasing. Well, even yeah. if they aren't sexy, they are sexual. I feel like vampires yeah. are kind of inherently sexual. There's just something about them mm-hmm. that's like, ooh, sexy, we, we bite vampires. each other and we suck each other's share blood. Share bodily and, fluids. Yeah, share and bodily fluids. For and, yeah. sex. 
it's all it's all a very like sexy concept and we live forever so we can just fuck endlessly but vampires didn't start out that way no and the question i want to ask today this question most eternal is Mm -hmm. why are vampires so fucking sexy slash sympathetic because because goths needed something to do you are totally right god actually (laughs) and we're going to talk about the og goths ah aka the romantics yes i'm sure you've heard of mary shelley yeah yep i'm sure you've heard of the fact that mary shelley had sex on her mother's grave wow yeah which that is the most fucking goth thing i've ever heard correct yeah, you don't know about people having sex in cemeteries because of that? Jesus Christ. Here's yeah. the thing. the One of the very first sexy vampire novels, or poems, I should say, is actually called The Vampire, except it's spelled hotter because oh, they a, use a Y. Instead oh. of an I. Yeah. Vampire, like pyre, like, like yeah. fire. Oh, yes. The hipster, <clears throat> shitty, pretentious way of spelling it? Sure. Yes, which is hot sexier mm. yeah pretentiousness is sexy mm-hmm. it's a short work of prose fiction published in 1819 by john william polidori and is actually based off of uh lord byron's like myth and le- legend oh just lord byron in general right mm. lord byron mm. the poet slash sex god <laughs> slash terrible father uh whose daughter by the way ava lovelace basically started computer science nice yeah. so fun facts abound um he's known for his byronic heroes which are these like sexy tragic heroes who are kind of shitheads um which he kind of was a shithead so it was kind of like him he was yeah. probably super gay with percy shelley i don't know <laughs> or keats maybe maybe who knows what's happening but the point is is but that sex. vampires really get sexy with this 1819 work and continue to be sexy from there on. You've got Carmilla, which mm. is a lesbian vampire piece um, that was written in 1871. Wasn't there something... And it predates Bram Stoker's Dracula, which was written in 1897. Wasn't there oh. some series recently that it's called Carmilla? And is that... about lesbian vampires? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that that's like kind of an adaptation... Of that, or um, from it's probably a modernizing of it. I haven't seen the web series. I think it's a web series. Yeah, I haven't seen the web series, so I can't say. It's probably inspired by. However, from what I'm getting from the Wikipedia page about Carmilla, um, first of all, it's told from the point of view of Laura, who is the. You get some predatory lesbian tropes uh-huh. going on, um, and it's told from Laura's point of view. So I don't know if it's direct. It might be. It might be. They might have just updated, like, the morals. Probably. Right? Because um, we're not scared of vampires or lesbians these days. Well, yeah. some of us aren't. <laughs> um, of course, you've got Dracula, which is an epistolary novel. Epistola. Epistolary. Which means it's written as a series of letters and diary entries. Right. Um, that was, of course, published in 1897 by Irish author Bram Stoker. Uh, as well as... Um, Introducing uh, Count Dracula, of course, and Professor Abraham Vampire, you know, Van Helsing. Yeah. um, Who helps take out the vampire. Now, all of these stories have things in common. They all deal with repressed sexuality and Victorians who were terrified of sex. Yeah. 
and hated it to some degree, right? Have you ever heard of piano legs being draped so as not to, you know, boil the blood? What? Yeah, that was a thing. They, oh, God. Victorians used to drape piano legs because they were considered sexual. And Damn. young men might see them and lose that their shit. That is crazy. Yeah. So vampires in these early days are just representations of sex. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know, they deal with exchanging blood. There's this hypnotic element where they can seduce their victims with it. Is that how people have sex? Yes. Yeah, they that is how that happens. They cut themselves open and then rub their blood together? Yeah, uh, it turns wow. out, uh, no. <laughs> well, it turns out, actually, one of the progenitors of the, vam- the vampire um, uh, literature... Uh, it's called Varney the Vampire, and a lot of like vampire tropes started with Varney. Okay. Particularly the like two the two holes in the neck ah. and having fangs, fangs. Mm-hmm. The vampires having fangs. That's from Varney, right? As well as the hypnotic powers, the sneaking through the window, uh, the super strength. Gotta have the super this strength. Just of course. Sounds like the sparkly really... stuff. Sparkly no, I'm just kidding. That wasn't until later. Yeah. <laughs> this just sounds like really early smut. Yes. Really early kind of boring smut. Yeah. Because well, in most of those books that I just mentioned, it ends with the vampire being killed off. Except yeah. for the OG one, the Polidori one, mm-hmm. which ends with the vampire escaping after killing a woman. Yeah. Right? His wife on her wedding night, which if you don't think that's symbolic... Mm. Yeah, y'all are dumb. <laughs> yeah. So, so vampires were meant to be like these titillating characters. These titillating characters, but also a warning. Mm-hmm. Hey, young, because they're all these men who are seducing women. If you have sex, you die. If you have sex, you get pregnant, and then you die. And you go to hell. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, don't be seduced by these powerful, dangerous men. Mm-hmm. Um, which gets taken to the extreme in Varney the Vampire, which is incidentally, or which gets taken to the extreme. Excuse me, in uh, uh, later works, modern day works, including uh the anime adaptation of the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, yep. Which features a space vampire. Awesome. Space vampires. Vampire. Um. <laughs> oh, you took it from me. But Varney the Vampire, who is the you know progenitor for a lot of these tropes that are pretty recognizable in vampire fiction. Uh, is also the case of the first sympathetic vampire, which I'm defining as either a vampire who attempts to be a good guy by not killing people, a vampire who still gets into some murder, but, you know, he means well, mm-hmm. and, you know, is trying to live his best life, and that includes murder sometimes. Right. Or a vampire who is totally evil but hates the way he is, Right which definitely Varney falls under, Mm. which is a dumb name for a vampire, I think we can all admit. (laughs) He breaks into people's houses and kills young women and tortures families, and he doesn't exactly revel in it, but Mm. he still does it, and he doesn't feel super guilty about it. He turns a young woman into a vampire to get back at her family. Wow. But he hates the fact that he's a slave to these desires. He doesn't want to be a vampire. It's also important to note that Varney is told from the vampire's point of view. Okay. Unlike every other work I've mentioned, which are told from the human's point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, So Varney is definitely a huge influence on several popular uh, several vampires in popular uh culture including barnabas collins from the tv soap opera dark shadows mm-hmm. nick st john from the terrible and thankfully short-lived show moonlight <laughs> and of course the 
biggest, most sympathetic, most sexiest vampire of them all, Louis de Pont du Lac from Anne Rice's Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. I'm also going to throw a little stat in there. Sexy, mm-hmm. sympathetic vampire. So, Interview with a Vampire. It's huge. Yeah. It spawns several sequels. It spawns a movie and also several sequels. It's published in 1976. And I don't know if, if you know, but it's also pretty goddamn gay. Yeah. Which just adds <laughs> a layer of this, like, weird, you know, for the 70s. Right, Right, yeah. this, like, sort of sinful sexuality, something to be feared. Mm-hmm. Um, but the and vampires in Interview with the Vampire are extremely sympathetic like louis de pont du lac doesn't want to eat humans yeah he only succumbs to his bloodlust and gets a daughter out of it like he turns a five-year-old into a vampire because of it right claudia um they don't like the fact that they're mortal they feel very lonely Mm -hmm. they have like outbursts of rage but they're freaking out about their new state lestat's really the one who's like i'm cool with vampirism and even he's still like i don't know i don't want to be immortal forever like this kind of sucks um so that was published in 1976, and I think when we talk about the modern-day sympathetic, sexy vampires, your Edwards, uh, your mm. mix from Moonlight, your uh, were there vampires? Other vampires, Angel or Spike? Were there vampires in Being Human? Yes. Yeah. Were they? Mark Pellegrino picks one actually. Yep. Oh, and okay. Yes, the and main were... vampire in Being Human is like. This sucks. Yeah, I want to feel. Was rough. he one of the? Was he one of the main people that what's her face like lived with? He was a vampire. Yes. yes. Was it like she was a ghost? He was a vampire, and the, and other, the other guy was, was a werewolf. werewolf. Okay, yep. that's what it was. Um, but Angel and Spike from Buffy, mm-hmm. like all of those sympathetic, sexy vampires. I think they do take inspiration from Varney. They take more inspiration from Interview with the Vampire. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. This is a really. This is a really good example of how. Um, media kind of stacks. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have uh, no lack of examples from today. God, no. Of sympathetic vampires. Yeah. But there's something I kind of want to talk about. Just want to touch on briefly. Mm-hmm. You rarely see the Varney vampire anymore. Yeah. You don't see the hypnotic powers. No. The super strength. You, you still, definitely you don't still get, see the super strength. You still see the super strength, but you don't get the. Um, I mean, Varney didn't have this, but you don't get the allergies to sunlight or gar- or I can't look at a crucifix. Here's the thing: mm. because we've humanized vampires so much, so that like, hey, if you fuck it, it's not that it's not too far far off from fucking the right like a person. Yeah. We've moved away from metaphorically having sex with the vampires to, to literally, literally having, having sex with vampires. With vampires. Yeah. I can't wait till this happens with robots. Right? <laughs> oh, it's already happened, my friend. It yeah. has. Have you read any Philip K. Dick novels? No. Have, no. You seen, <laughs> have you seen Japan lately? Yeah. Anyways. I'm ready um, to fuck a robot. Oh, I mean, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, for real, if I had several thousands of dollars to blow on a sex machine, I would go with the Japanese one. Anyway. <laughs> Japanese, good at machines, good at sex machines. Um, but uh, but when, you're, when we're talking about like Edward or Angel or Spike, these are all vampires who have like, 
they're different, right? So yeah. Edward sparkles in the goddamn sunlight. Yeah. And he's got super strength and speed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's not susceptible. Like, garlic's not a thing. No. They've humanized him. And, and they've yeah. given him the best parts of both worlds. And same yeah. with the crucifix thing. I think... That was like the first thing that Bella sees when he walks into the ha- when she walks into the house with Edward. Yeah, it's like a giant fucking crucifix on the wall, and she's like, "Oh, that's weird." Well, and that's the thing in interview with the vampire. Yeah, Louis is talking to the reporter, and the reporter is like, "So crucifixes," and Louis is like, "That's hilarious." <laughs> uh, I love to look at crucifix, and I think there's this idea of like. Isn't myth hilarious how, like, oh, things yeah. get out of hand and some stuff turns out untrue? Uh-huh. But I think it also has to do with what Ben was saying. If we're going to fuck a vampire, we better fucking humanize it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And what's more humanizing than getting him in cool with God and his son? <laughs> um, no, the more important thing is that now vampires can eat garlic bread. Yeah. And not get indigestion. There you go. Or whatever it is happens to them when they eat garlic. Yeah, I was about to say, what did happen to a vampire? Did it, like, burn It, or like, warned them. It warned them. Yeah, I think it just... Oh. It's kind of like when you hang up bags of apple cider vinegar and it gets rid of flies. Got it. <laughs> it's like that. Got it. Uh, another thing with vampires, um, they have to be invited into your house. Yes. So what's the deal with that? Because, uh, like, Varney would sneak into windows and stuff, right? Yes. Because they would, so they didn't originally have to be invited. No. Where do you think that came from? No idea. Cool. Did not come across it. <laughs> um, I think it goes back to, like, if I had to take a guess, and this is a just, like, me bullshitting, right? Mm-hmm. I'm basically, you know, what I did in college and high school, which is making shit up. Cool. Speaking of making shit up. Yes. Were you done with your thought? Not at all. Okay. Hadn't even started it. Continue with your thought Um, before I hop on another My thought on this is it probably comes back from like old-timey Victorian manners. Probably. Right? These these aren't vampires. They're modern gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, They have to be invited into the house. I guess it would be like if if a vampire is immortal, then then they were like made a vampire, you know, in the Victorian area. Hmm. So they have to, you know... They still have a little bit of that in them, even though they've still like adapted with the times to survive. Right. Yeah. So that's that's would be my like long, unlikely guess. Yeah. yeah. But I can research that because we will run into vampires again. Yeah. Trust me, we will run into vampires. Oh, I'm again. sure. Very much so. Uh, but what I was thinking of when we talk about making shit up, look at racism from like. Very early 1900s, like how mm-hmm. people would just make up shit about like about how white people would talk about other races, right? Like about like the Jews, the blacks, the Mexicans, like all. Oh the yeah, they just be like, shit. here's this thing that's not true at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like saying that like Mexicans or black people would smoke weed and they would want to rape white women. Yeah, like sure. shit like that. That's just like no. Yeah, just like just weird wackadoo shit. So yeah, think that kind of happened with vampires. Yes and no. Like where the myths just got crazy. Yeah, yeah, probably. It does seem the whole being invited in thing seems very arbitrary. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like you have super strength, but you have to be invited <laughs> into a house. Yeah. Come on. Why not just yeah. punch through the door? Make your own entrance. Um, right. Uh but um yeah, so vampires, they started out, you know, sexy and <laughs> Scary. Well, they started out neither sexy nor scary, or not sex nor neither sexy nor sympathetic. Yeah. Then they got sexy. Yeah. Then they got sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Then they got super sympathetic. Because yeah. you can sympathize with someone if you can fuck them. Exactly. Exactly. We wanted to fuck a vampire. Mm. They symbolize like a forbidden fruit, yeah. which is immortal life and knowledge and blood. I don't yep. know. 
But then they also, they also, um, you know, have been wilified a little bit. What? They've been, uh... Vilified. No. They have been made super sympathetic. Oh. Okay. Right? Like, we sympathize with the fact that they're immortal. We feel bad about it because they're lonely. Right, yeah. you know... They there, cry and stuff. I don't know. There's a very important uh, vampire that is sympathetic and sexy that we are forgetting. Who's that? Kate Beckinsale's character, Celine from oh, Underworld. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. A Forgot about Underworld. Sexy and sympathetic lady vampire. Yeah. Because yes. all these examples we mentioned have been men. That's true. Also, uh, what the fuck? Uh, I think because vampire fiction is mostly like marketed towards towards women well we did talk about carmilla who is yeah a, who is a lady but other than her all right so another one towards straight women i should say uh let's see because I, I would be very surprised if you've heard of this video game series blood rain oh i've heard of blood rain yeah. blood rain okay yeah yeah super sexy sympathetic redheaded lady vampire uh there's also bill compton from true blood yeah yeah and the book series that true blood is based off of mm-hmm. um he's a sexy sympathetic vampire uh, tons of examples. Tons yeah. of examples of sexy, sympathetic vampires. That's kind of like the norm these days. That's just it what really you do. Yeah. Like, if there's I'm... a vampire, they're sexy, they're sympathetic. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so that's it. That's all I got for Freak of the Week this time. I really enjoyed researching this. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't quite remember what happens in Children Play With Dead Things, which is the next episode. But hopefully that'll be a fun Freak of the Week, too. Yeah. So, uh, Travis. Yeah. As we always do. What do you think is going to happen next week? So it's called Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things? Yeah. Okay. I swear to God. So. <laughs> if you just do. If I do what? Stand by me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't thinking of stand by me. I will smack you with this 60-year-old mug. Stand by me. So. <laughs> I wish that mug was 60 years old. I bet it'd be Some, beautiful. You kids won't see a dead cryptid. There is a group of kids that are going camping and they find they're in this cabin and they find this weird book in the bottom of like in the basement of the cabin. Ah, I see. And they open it up and they read some translations. This is just the evil dead. They- <laughs> just the evil dead. And then zombies come out and attack them. Yeah. You know, All right. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen. My first inclination when you said some kids going to a basement was cabin in the woods. Yeah. See, I, w- I was going to go cabin in the woods, but I like evil dead. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I wish. But if it does, we'll talk about it next week. We need yeah. more Bruce Campbell in Supernatural. Yeah, we do. Yes. We need Bruce Campbell at all in Supernatural. He guest starred on Charmed. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, really? Yes. Really? And wasted. Anyways, uh, yeah. Check us out at yeah. our respective Supernatural uh, <laughs> social media pages Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, at Habcast. And then also feel free to email us at heyaskbuttpodcast at gmail.com if yeah. you want to answer any of the questions that we ask ourselves. Or ask us questions. Yeah, if yeah, you have thoughts about uh, vampires, please let us know. Yeah, because even though we do backlog these episodes, we do like special episodes when we have audience questions. We, we love those. So yeah. please let us know. 
Um, and thank you so much. Uh, I'm the kind of person that can't stand seeing notifications unread. So if you send us an email, I will look at it. Yeah, you'll get into it. I will look at that email at least once. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, and like us and leave us a review on iTunes. That's how we yeah, get the show subscribe. out more. Um, have fun and hold Good job, guys. I'm just going to keep all of those and use them for the ends of different things. <laughs>